to whiskey is just a general term to describe it. Um, just like it's bourbon is still whiskey, scotch is still whiskey. It's but no one says bourbon whiskey. whiskey; they just say bourbon. No, because it's we speak in shorthand. Burb. That, that see, that's actually what Gucci Mane has been talking about this entire time. Oh it's God. just bourbon. Burp. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another <laughs> rep podcast. Yeah, there you go. So let's uh, let's introduce our. We have a guest. We'll we do go, have just a guest. Straight, our second guest ever. Straight into it, which I'm very proud to have her on. She's my little sister. Uh, she Ooh. has Meta- her own coffee Meta- company. Metaphorically speaking. Metaphorically speaking, she's not my little sister. Uh, sure. She has her own coffee company. She is a very well known CrossFitter in our little circle uh, and community. Uh, is that just between the two of you? No, 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 no. She's well known. Trust me. <laughs> I don't know everybody, if that's everybody true anymore. <laughs> um, and I would like to introduce CK. CK. Hello. 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 Thank Welcome you. Welcome to the uh, podcast. I almost feel like I'm waiting for like that the music to start because I'm so used oh. to hearing it. <laughs> also, friend of the show. Forgot to mention yes, that. One. Also, very, very good <laughs> friend of the show. Active. A very active follower and <laughs> participant of questions and uh, posts and uh, comments alike and like yeah. late night texts in random order. Well, uh, yeah, sure. Late <laughs> night texts. I don't even want to say it like that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really weird. <laughs> uh, uh, late night comments. How strictly, about that? Pl- strictly platonic. Yeah, yeah strictly platonic. Yeah, they, there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Siblings here. Yeah. Yeah, don't forget, don't forget the sibling. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's the most important part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Though I guess. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna say what I was about to what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> this is a family friendly show, obviously. Oh, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Fucking all the days, all day. So, so we, well, yeah. So we one CK uh, friend mm-hmm. of the show, active participant in pretty much everything that we do. Yeah. Um, as well as friend of you know personal friend of eric as mm-hmm. well and so we you know so we kind of alluded to well not even alluded we just straight up said it just said it that uh you know she she is the ceo founder of homegrown coffee um she also is a uh exercise science she is correct mm-hmm. yep yes. so she also has her exercise science she does cross or degree she also does crossfit crossfit powerlifting olympic weightlifting mm-hmm. yoga runs the gambit oh, of sure. things yes and yes. so we were like, fuck yeah, let's have her on. Wow, fuck yeah. I, I mean, more so like I'm, you know, just shamelessly, I wanted to support and promote uh, home, homegrown. So oh, totally. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've had her coffee. Fucking delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah, you share it really... with Ryan? Huh? Did you share it? Did he share it? No, wow. I didn't, I didn't share it with Ryan. I gave you two whole bags too. We drank both whole bags. You know, wow. when, when I came by and I was like, oh shit, I was like, CK brought you coffee. And I saw two bags and I was like, maybe he's going to give me one. <laughs> And then it never said any, like never showed up. And I wasn't, I didn't want to be the person who's like, is, is, is one of those for me? One for me. Chance? <laughs> one so definitely I, was. So, oh, okay. It cool. was. I drank both of them. Damn. Yeah. Damn, I bro. Bought, I, you're going to do me dirty I, like that? I bought a French press thing for it, just for it. Uh, good. Yeah. Off to a good start. I, I didn't know how else to do it. Uh, I'm not good at ground coffee. So I'm an instant kind of guy. Oh my. Or, K- wow. or K-Pod. I consider K-Pods instant because you just push the button. Oh. Yeah. 
this fired how immediately. Are you <laughs> Savage. Immediately fired. Yeah. All right, we gotta. I will never work at Starbucks. CK is your CK is our new co-host. Or is any your... barista? <laughs> she would be a great co-host, yeah. by the way. I would. Yeah. See, there you go. She would. You know, fun fact: I used to have a radio show actually in college. Oh, seriously? I do remember that at APU. Yes. Yeah. KAPU Radio. Mm -hmm. What was the tangents already off the bat? Let's go. <laughs> What's uh? What 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 was a radio show? It was called The Good Life, and I was DJ Shark in the Water, and I would intro it every time with like what's up everybody it's dj shark in the water you're listening to the good life on kapu radio that's and then just awesome <laughs> hell yeah i mean it was hell kind yeah. of the same concept as this like we would talk about whatever we wanted i had my dad on one time he was talking about how he used to cut off chicken heads hell yeah in the philippines hell <laughs> okay. yeah you know casual what, what just was casually what, killing what, chickens well hold on this this will this will be a little more important what time of the day was this show this i think it was like maybe 6 7 p.m like wednesday nights it was like a weekly show Prime time. okay so it wasn't like a 5 a.m morning show where your dad's like so let me tell you how i slaughter chickens <laughs> no people great, are like that, waking up that'd be the best thing to wake up to like hey like you're having your coffee you're sitting there you know sleepy-eyed and then her dad comes on is like i want to talk about chickens and then you hear like the chopping of the head off yeah and that's it and then the people are like wait what the fuck did i just listen to and then they're awake. That's perfect. There you go. That's how you want to wake somebody up. Okay. That's exactly how it was. Woken up by roosters. So, did you? Uh, did when you were on the radio show? Were you? Did you do all of like the wacky sound effects as well as you're like talking no. through it? I mean, we had the sound effects, but like I never played much with them because I was like, I don't want to mess up the soundboard for whoever is next. And then they just like have no music, but chicken you missed out, man. And cut off sounds. You missed out. Oh, that, that would have been perfect. <laughs> Dad, <laughs> yeah, get that mic, that drop. Yeah. So. Okay, that's super interesting. So what, like, so you went to, so you, well, mm -hmm. let's go, we'll, we'll come back to this. <laughs> CK, tell us uh -huh. a little bit about yourself. Um, dang, what is it? I feel like this is like a dating show. Whenever they say, tell us about yourself. Yeah. Um, CK, you pretty much cover the bases, background in exercise science, um, currently working in like fitness, medical industry, I would say. Um, didn't grow up playing sports, but always wanted to. So that's kind of how I got into fitness, like during college and then um, dabbled in radio, dabbled in wanting to study law slash architecture, and then kind of ended up where I am now. So hey. kind okay. of like a cluster F. <laughs> that's so weird how we had the same like ideas in college. Like I wanted to study architecture and then law, and then I just yeah. ended up here. You ready for this? <laughs> I too wanted to study law. Nice. Not architecture. Hey. Nice. Because I, I love, I love arguing and I was inspired by the movie Liar Liar. Oh, that's a good movie. And that I, is a good movie. The goddamn pen is blue. <laughs> and I, I called, I called my mom and I was like, Hey, thoughts. I'm like, I'm interested in changing my major. And she was like, to what? And I'm like, law. And she was like, why? Like, where does this come from? <laughs> and I'm like, I just watched Liar Liar. I'm very inspired. And she's like, I don't know if we should do that. <laughs> like of all the movies to be inspired by, not this like, I don't know, not, not like, like 12 yeah. Angry Men or something. <laughs> it's like or Liar any, Liar. Any movie that is maybe more accurately representative of what a like oh. jury lawyer would look like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe they're called trial lawyers. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is why I didn't yeah. study law. Oh, okay. 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 I don't semantics, know what they're called. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's semantics. Look, call them whatever I want. Yeah. It's some antics. Um, so, okay. So, <laughs> so you settled on exercise science. Yeah. 
Um, why, why come? Why, why come? <laughs> How now, brown cow? Um, so, okay, exercise, <laughs> oh, <laughs> exercise science, I feel like because it, it's the, the way everyone wants to do it, right? They're like, I want to be a physical therapist. What do I study? Exercise science or kinesiology, whatever, what have you. Um, but before that, so I did want to do law slash architecture and then kind of tangenting, tangenting, if that's a word, back to when I said I wanted to be an athlete growing up, but wasn't very athletic. I did basketball tryouts, tore my ACL, like mm. blew out my meniscus, and then went through physical therapy and was like, this sounds like an interesting field. I kind of like this, you know, like they, like this job gets to tell someone exactly what to do. They can't cry about it and they'll just listen to you. And like, I went through it. So that's kind of what brought me to it. And then the other side is like Filipino, Asian, right? It's like, if you don't, if you can't be a nurse, you're going to do something else medical. So I was like, physical therapy sounds nice. Well, according <laughs> to Joe Coy, you could be a, a post office worker. True. You yeah. could be a post office worker. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. kind of how I. It's either I nurse here. or post office worker. According to Joe Coy. Nurse, actually. Yeah. You know? A nurse. 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 Okay. You're going to be a nurse? Yeah. Not touching that. Oh, I can do it. <laughs> So, <laughs> okay. So that led you into the exercise science stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, I guess, well, kind of adding on top of that, if you, if you could have played a sport, what sport would you have played? Okay. So Ooh. back then basketball hindsight. Now I, I tell people this every single day of my life. I'm like, I wish I did track and field. And I wish I was a thrower because like, I'm just, I'm not going to say like I'm built for it, but like mm. I'm built for it. <laughs> Like I'm short, I'm stocky, I got strong legs, you know, but back then, like whenever I heard about throwing, I was like, A, what the F is that? You know, B, only the big girls do that. Like that's not a fancy sport. Like no one cares if you're a thrower, you know, now maybe they do back then. It's like, what, what is that even? It's like, you wanted to play the like sexy sports, right? Like softball, soccer, basketball, things like that. So that's what I would have done. I would have. Hey, they give out gold gold medals for throwers, so that also might be the first time I've ever heard somebody refer softball as sexy. <laughs> Softball's sexy. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. I'm oh. just saying I generally never hear those two words in the <laughs> same. I could have said baseball, sexy but I was, softball. you know, for, yeah. for, for for females. The fe the female baseball. <laughs> yeah, the female like, baseball. It's a weird way to describe that. Whatever. Is, yeah. Here, whatever. <laughs> it's said. I I, I stick to it. Um, <laughs> Okay, so interesting. I, did uh, did you ever play? What sports did you play? You football, right? I did not play football. Um, I did hell week freshman year. Didn't like it. <laughs> Cut it. Or heaven um, type of guy. Yeah, no. Um, I played soccer, basketball, baseball. Uh, all in high school? No, not in high school. Oh, uh, I never made any of the teams in high school. Uh, my team was like my or my school. My high school was pretty elite. Like they were they were tough. Okay. Um. I was a manager though. Oh, good. I was a manager. Um, so my managerial skills are on point. <laughs> on point. On point. Okay. Um, I'm a time manager. I'm a clock manager. Not the same thing. Uh, I also got the air horn when I could do the air horn when Ooh, we had a change session. So, so you, fancy. I mean, you really proved your oh, worth yeah. at that point. Oh yeah, I was manager of the year. Man, <laughs> manager I'm, of the year. I'm on parking the old, spot as the only one. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. What else did I play? Um, water boy I sucked at tennis. I was a water boy. Uh, that's, uh, the, the under calling of the, uh, manager's second duty as water boy. Um, 
left water boy by the way um Ooh. Uh, that terrible <laughs> joke <laughs> uh i don't i don't think i played anything else soccer basketball and baseball you played softball afterwards yeah but that was Rec more league. adult league stuff um yeah. younger years is just those three i think all right yeah i but i just i ask out of curiosity of like because i can't remember one i can't remember um but two i also wish i would have been a thrower knowing See? what i know now exactly because like i so i was uh in high school i did uh long jump triple jump and then i would run and then i would run the uh the four by four relay and my sprint wasn't too bad but i kind of was a you know i'm a white dude so <laughs> don't run the fastest comparatively <laughs> and so it's because your stride shorter yeah it's because i have a short stride <laughs> we'll go with that and so god damn and so Flemmy. I, I do it's bad i'm still like recovering from 20 21.2 oh yeah oh, god. Uh, no yeah. lungs no legs <laughs> it was more so of me just not trying to die oh that too we could talk about it later if yeah you want. um since we will eventually get into crossfit we but, will yeah we'll touch on that <laughs> but uh i i wish i would have or but yeah so i wasn't super fast in my sprint but like going into like where i'm at now where i love the power aspect of like training i really wish i would have gotten into it and then also i took a 20 uh, a, uh the 21 and or 23 and me test mm. and it says like because it'll give you like muscle types and mm. like tell you what your propensity is and it was like have the muscle fiber types for like um like power sports and i was like damn it <laughs> like i could have mm -hmm. been a how do you find that? I have a 23 in me and I don't think I've ever seen that one. Did you do the the ancestry or the genetic one? Whatever the cheaper one was. The ancestry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have to do the full one. God damn it. Uh just wait till Christmas. They usually I'll go on sale. Never know. Let's do it again. You just buy that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um anyway. Well, can I just attach it to mine or do I have to spit back in a little spit wad again? I don't know. Maybe maybe I can I'll check on the app and up upgrade. Maybe, sure, maybe. They have my DNA. Yeah, but... If you have your DNA, they probably yeah. did keep it. I was gonna say they probably. Oh, they have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they keep it for research. You pretty much automatically opt into it. It like develops every month. You get a you get an email or a notice saying like, "Hey, we found more relatives, or we found more genetic oh, like variants combinations." Yeah, to oh, to your bloodline. Easy. Yeah. Um, and then you have three thousand relatives. And then you're also put onto uh, like just the the general database and the do not fly list. Um, the police so database. <laughs> Yeah, well, that might be from something else. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, all right. So, so then, so you finished up school. So then mm -hmm. I guess the other aspect to it, you know, and we can kind of dive into other ones, but mm -hmm. just to kind of paint the story of the CK, the, what, so tell me how, how did things like lead up into like with homegrown coffee? Uh, okay. So <clears throat> the way it led up to homegrown coffee is the way I like to paint the story of the CK mm. is that I'm from a family of baristas. Um, but when I say a family of baristas, it's really just me and my older sister. It just sounds a lot fancier. And I'm like, oh, it's in my blood to be a barista. My <laughs> older sister was one. And then I became a barista as well in college. Um, so two part, well, I had a few part-time jobs in college, but the two main ones were coaching CrossFit and then being a barista. So that's kind of how I ended up loving coffee and then getting more involved with it. Um, from there, I kind of just like rabbit holed myself into learning everything I could learn about coffee to tell my customers about it, um, to tell myself about it. And then from there, I was like, okay, I like making coffee drinks, but now I want to figure out how to actually make and roast coffee. 
And then that's how I ended up starting homegrown because I started home roasting. And then I was like, ah, maybe I could make something out of this. Ended up where I am now. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Your own company, your own beans, yeah. your own cups, your own merch. My own cups, yes. Yeah. Beanies, jackets. Beanies, jackets, shirts, t-shirts, events. <laughs> events. So okay. So podcast. Podcast. <laughs> The world's your oyster. There's so many opportunities. There you go. The door, honestly, CK, the, the door world goes. is my coffee bean. The door. Oh, I love it. Yeah. See, you could have made a. I should have. God oh, damn it! God. I'm not good at these. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, you're, you're learning. Yeah, I'm learning. Um, but no. Th- all I'm saying is, like, you know, the door is just gonna fly open at this after this. You know, just, you're gonna get bought out by Starbucks. Just so you wait. Hey, Howard Schultz, come at me. Just <laughs> seriously. Wait. I didn't even know the dude's name. That's impressive. I thought it was Mr. I, Starbucks. I I don't want to say it, that. It, it, it's Howard Starbucks. Howard Starbucks. <laughs> so, okay. So then, so you started, you kind of fell, were falling in love with like, with more than just the job when you were mm-hmm. a barista. So like what, what, like, was there anything in particular that kind of sparked that interest mm-hmm. where you were like, I want to take my knowledge to a higher level, mm-hmm. um, than just kind of what I'm learning on the job type of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of twofold. One, um, I'm kind of like a self-proclaimed nerd at things. Like when I learn about something, I get very invested into it where I just want to know everything about it. Um, like my sisters always joke that like, I get obsessed with things cause they're like, you'll figure out one thing and then you'll just get obsessed over it. And like, if you're like, Hey, what is this? Like I'll immediately Google something like that's just kind of what my nature is. Um, Ryan, you seem that same way from what you, I've seen or heard you, on uh, podcasts. Oh my God. You, uh, I wish I could, I should call my girlfriend right now just so she, I can, yeah, we can hear her bitch about it. <laughs> Cause she's like, she's like, you don't have to know it right now. And I was like, no, no. I do. Yeah. You have to. <laughs> and then it goes it's on like it, and on and on. Yeah. Rabbit holes. It'll like before. bug you forever. Right. Until oh, you yeah. learn like what exactly. And then you'll be like, oh, well, I don't know. You'd be watching a movie and be like, oh, like what person was this movie or what? movie was this actor in also and then you'll figure out like their whole life story and who they were married to and how many kids they've had yep like that's just <laughs> and i'm terrible <laughs> the at kind of rabbit still. hole that it takes me on <laughs> hey well i'm great at trivia i'll tell you that oh. trivia 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 night winner here <laughs> what trivia queen trivia queen Slay. trivia queen so okay so but yeah so oh sorry go ahead no i'll say that's just how i got into it um so like because I like to learn about everything. And then the second part was at cop. Well, okay. So I worked at coffee bean and tea leaf full name um, when I was a barista and we would like have these pictures of different farmers, like as like decoration. And I'm I'd always be like, who is this farmer? Is this actually the farm that we get it from? Or is this a lie? You know? So I would kind of learn more about it and then started learning about the farms, learning about who owned which farms, which like companies were allowed to buy from what farms. And then again, that's how it kind of grew. I just, my mind like exploded with knowledge. <laughs> okay. So then after you were kind of like falling down the, the deep, the, the, the rabbit hole of coffee and kind of all of that, mm-hmm. like what, what kind of sparked your, your interest into, I guess, doing like, you said you were doing some like home roasting. So like what, mm-hmm. what sparked that interest or like, how, how did you go about doing that? Um, so I think what sparked my interest is at the time I was working in corporate wellness. So my title was like fitness coordinator, 
I like to water it down to I was a glorified personal trainer. So half the time I was training clients, half the time I was sitting at the desk, like reading books. Um, and actually one of my coworkers, he was super into coffee as well. So we would just kind of share coffee information back and forth. And he was like, oh, like, have you ever tried roasting your own coffee? And I'm like, no, but I will now. <laughs> and so I was okay. like, I accept that challenge. And then I was like, let me figure out how, where I can buy it from. Like, can I even buy it without having a real company? Um, and like, I found out that you could, and like that there was this whole like group of people who were home roasters and there was like coffee clubs in different areas that I could kind of attend and like network with. And again, it kind of just grew from there. Like I just kept doing it. I kept trying to like refine the craft um, and like figure out which, you know, beans I liked to roast more, which beans people liked me roasting most um, outside of just the ones that I, you know, liked myself. So. Hell yeah. I, it's, it's, it's similar or it seems similar to how like, uh, like home brewing when it comes to like beer is similar yes. in the essence where people are like, Oh, I'm like, you start getting kind of fascinated into like, you start learning about different beers. You know, I like, I remember my experience of like first having my first like craft beer and I was like, what is this world? <laughs> and then I thought you were like, going to say, I remember my first beer. <laughs> like I do remember, I do remember like the first time that I tasted beer. Um, I hate it. Oh, well, yes, for multiple reasons. One, I was super young. Yeah. Two, um, my dad drank Miller Lite, which is effectively piss. Yeah, piss water. And uh, I remember drinking and be like, oh. And even today, like anytime, like I have some cheap ass friends who are still like drink Miller Lite <laughs> or like PBR. And, oh my uh, God. and I was like, PBR. nobody likes this. Yeah, nobody likes PBR. It's a fucking lie. Everybody hates Miller Lite. And PBR and PBR and light. Rolling Rock and, and it's only Rolling Rock is definitely and worst, natural light, <laughs> Natty Light. But it's either Natty Lights exactly. It's either you're broke and you want to get drunk, yeah, and that's kind of it. Yeah, <laughs> that that that's it. Just it doesn't taste good. No, especially yeah. it, like it's it's so mind blowing because especially with like how like the world of beer that is out there, yeah, like there's so much you can have mm-hmm. and so many good things that you can have from like and we have access to stuff all over the world at this point. So like I can go get like Belgian beer, which is oh, my which favorite. Is delicious. And like, why would you not want to do that? Like you cheap. Oh, it's so stupid. Cheap. Exactly. Um, which I to parallel coffee, I'm pretty sure is I could feel is very similar thing. Like at this point, and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. where you are, we're in a world now where we have like we have ability to get effectively anything that we want, mm-hmm. right? If you know kind of if you know what you're looking for as well as where you're looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'd be like, sim- I guess in a good parallel would be like people who are drinking like Folgers or Maxwell House, like which is this, you know, the big brand cheap yeah. coffee yeah. versus going to, I mean, God, there's thousands of like local like spots all across mm-hmm. any city that you can go in and be like, buy coffee. Like it doesn't have to be Starbucks. It doesn't have to be like these, you know, coffee bean, yeah. uh, tea and leaf. Um, <laughs> full, and leaf. Full, full name exchange. It doesn't, yeah. I think it ends in exchange, right? <laughs> it, it's actually, so the like name on your paste is like international, like bean and tea leaf or something like that. But then coffee bean and tea leaf, the American, but, <laughs> but it would be like sim- similar in essence to something like that, where you're like, what, like why for like an extra dollar or two, yeah. why yeah. not drink something that's going to be like decent Yeah. versus mm-hmm. like, versus just choking something shitty down like yeah. why yeah doesn't make sense to me I th- yeah i mean i understand what you're saying i 
So there's a, there's a lot of opinions I have on that. I agree. Like if there is something better out there, why wouldn't you get it? Same thing with wine, same thing with, with uh, beer. Like you were saying, there's a craft and like specialty version of everything. You know, you can even have like, I don't know, like specialty fitness, right? It's a similar, it's similar across any industry you choose. But I think the best way to break it down is talking about like the waves of coffee that have existed throughout the years. So you mentioned Folgers and Maxwell House. Um, there's essentially three waves of coffee. So first wave, second wave, third wave. Um, first wave was that wave of like people didn't care about the flavor of coffee or the taste of it. All they wanted was caffeine. They just had, they wanted that kick to it. They wanted something to wake them up in the morning, regardless if it tasted like sludge. So mm -hmm. that's how you ended up with Folgers, you know, Mr. Coffee, Maxwell House, um, instant coffee was big, like, you know, 1800s. And then what happened was as you went into the second wave, which is like around the 1970s, 1980s, that's when Starbucks started doing something. And they were like, I'm going to start transforming coffee culture. The owner, you know, founder of Starbucks went to Italy. He saw what real coffee should be like. He decided to bring it, you know, back to the U.S. My people. <laughs> he decided to bring it back to the U.S. And then everyone realized, like, oh, there's quality to coffee. I can get something better. So that's how you end up with Starbucks. Pete's Coffee, um, the specialty coffee association of America um, was made in the 80s, right? And they said, let's create a grading system for these and let's create a flavor wheel so people can understand the whole experience of coffee. And then you had the third wave that came into the, in the 2000s after that, because it was people who understood what Starbucks and Pete's were putting out there, but they were like, let's do something better. Let's make it more of a craft because Starbucks kind of started producing so much that it almost became this thing where people just wanted it, you know, without the quality and it started getting very watered down, you know? Um, so third wave coffee happened, which is your specialty coffees like Blue Bottle, Stumptown, right? Um, you started having these baristas who really knew how to perfect their craft. They were almost like these bartenders at coffee shops that knew everything there was about coffee. So the farmers who grew it, you know, the different environment that it grew in, the different varietals. And then now what we're kind of getting into is we're seeing that this third wave where specialty coffee is becoming this big thing, it's almost becoming too corporate. So now you do see Blue Bottle at Target, right? You see Stumptown at Target, whereas you wouldn't before. So now we're kind of going into this fourth wave where people are talking more about like the science of coffee and how to, you know, like, like what's the next step in specialty coffee where it's like, how do we make it more special than what it already is? And that's looking at the different brew methods, you know, looking at using different brewing techniques and brewing ratios to make better coffee because everyone already knows what the best is out there. So what can set us apart now kind of thing. So. Hell yeah. Welcome, like, to no, great. <laughs> welcome to my TED talk. Welcome to our TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. Um, and that honestly, that makes sense. Like we, we think yeah. like, because so on the, on the flip side, like I'm no expert by any means, but with beer, I've definitely like delved, delved, dove pretty dove. deep into kind of understanding, like, or trying to understand like beer regions, what, how, like how it's made, mm. um, yeah. as well as like palate profiles. Um, I took, I, well, not took, I want to take a class that is effectively a beer sommelier. Um, mm -hmm. I forget what it's called. C it's like Cicerone. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Nice. See, um, we're the same wavelength here. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we're vibing right now. So, but similar in nature. And so there is like that, it's kind of, uh, I think it's a, it's a little bit of that mix where 
at the early stages of as this stuff was starting to be produced. I mean, I mean, coffee and beer have been around for a very long, or alcohol, yeah. I guess, fermented yeah. any fermented drink has been around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's kind of like a, there is just kind of a technology limits the ability for you to be able to have you know high quality to what we kind of know today. Um, and then it becomes like a generational thing as I think as well, where, you know, my parents are the ones that drink Folgers and like drinks Ooh. Folgers and they're, or, or they've, they've upgraded to Starbucks now. And so, uh, and so like the, they're, the things are products of the generation where they just kind of continue on as like the newer generation comes up and be like, I hate the stuff that my parents are drinking or whatever the case <laughs> yeah. may be. Um, let's do something better. And it starts to grow and progress from there. Um, so that it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Like I'm trying to parallel the things that I know to Mm -hmm. relate to this whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. It's just like beer and uh, you can talk about it in terms of like how you even do like tasting of coffee is the same way you would do tastings of wine or beer, right. Or, you know, whiskey, you know, even it's with anything. There you go. Yeah. So it's the same way because every, like you said, everything has a grading system, you know, the quality of something. And then some hipster decides to say, I'm going to make the elite version of this and kind of like spin it on its head. So yeah, the, the innovation, right. That's, yeah. that's where it comes mm-hmm. from is somebody being like, I'm gonna try something. I'm going to make really it really random. Yeah. Like I really yeah. like this. I'm either going to mimic it my own way or I'm going to make it better than this. Hell yeah. yeah. So I guess, because part, I mean, part of this is a little educational for me, because um, I don't know a whole lot about coffee. I don't know anything yeah. about coffee. Um, though it might surprise. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so I like bean juice. Bean juice. <laughs> it wakes me up in the morning. <laughs> um, so when it comes to, I guess when it like comes to coffee, I mean, it's a, it's a bean, right? Obviously. Mm. Though I recently it's a I plant. Learned, <clears throat> well, plant. Yeah, plant. I learned it's like a cherry. Yes. Um, which is interesting because. People don't think of it that way. It's like a cherry. Yeah. It has a pit? Yeah. If, 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 yeah. Can you, can you describe it a little bit? Yeah. So I wish, oh man, I should have brought some out here. I do actually have coffee cherries like inside my house too. Oh, sure. Um, so it looks exactly like, like think of like, like literally like a cherry, right? Like not like the freaking ones that you get in like your Shirley Temple, but like a real mm-hmm. cherry, but like smaller version. Non-maraschino. Non-maraschino, yeah. I don't know. What's the real word for a non-maraschino cherry? I think it's a just cherry. a cherry. Okay, whatever. I think, I think I'm pretty sure maraschinos are specifically for like martinis. Mm. I don't think they're yeah. eating cherries. And Shirley Temples. Mm, and Shamrock Shakes. But Ooh. anyway. Oh, hey. That sounds so good. Shit. I just remembered. What? Uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day just happened. So McDonald's has Shamrock Shakes. Yeah. Yes. Should we get one after this? Oh. Yeah, I can't. Oh, I can't Why? Technically. I'm, Should I just order it to no. be brought here? No, no. I am the magic of the fo- I'm following. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, clean up my eating and restore some of my uh, <laughs> conditions that I've had. And so uh, sugars, I got to be very mindful of mm, these damn CrossFitters, man. God I watching their sugar. God damn CrossFitters. <laughs> no, <yeah>. anyway, <laughs> side note, I live for shamrock shakes every year. The only reason why I go to McDonald's every year is for a shamrock shake. Can but I be beside the point? 100% honest? I've never had one. Wow. Okay, now you're at strike two at this point. <laughs> you're like you're really close to losing your spot. <laughs> you're you're just out. Get out. I, I've never go, had go. a shamrock shake. Take a lap. I've had. Uh, Think about what you've done. <laughs> Jeez, how have you never had a shamrock shake? I don't know. 
It's like as American as Taco Bell. See, How dare you? Taco this Bell is true. Either. It's a goddamn lie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Everybody loves Taco Bell. It's the number one rated Mexican food in America. Oh, yeah. Every <laughs> Mexican on the planet loves Taco Bell. I didn't say that. I'm just saying in America. <laughs> the America. center of the world. I think there's more Mexicans in America. <laughs> there's more Mexicans than America? In America. In America? Yeah. I believe that. I think I think that 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 uh, they need to do a new study, and I'm sure Taco Bell will be proven wrong. <laughs> see, the, here's the reason: it's because see, Taco Bell has such a uh, uh, such a monopoly on the market comparatively towards like Chipotle or the other one that I can't think of. Del Taco. Del Taco. Qdoba. Qdoba. That's what I wanted to say. Um, what the hell's Qdoba? Exactly. Exactly. My it's point. It's like a. I feel like it's sort of like in Arizona or something. I mean, I could uh, be wrong. They have it in Chicago as well. The oh, weird states. Okay. We used to, uh, you know, the state of Chicago. <laughs> Shit. Uh, so we would always the best. The best part, and the only reason why I ever went to Qdoba is because at the on the back of uh, Cubs tickets when we used to go, um, you would get free, uh, like the free like nachos. And so we would always go out of our way to go to a Qdoba so we can all get nachos. <laughs> but, I just realized yeah. state. Yeah, I'm no, an idiot. Okay. You're pretty. You're pretty. That's what really matters. You're the face of the show. Um, and so. What the hell was I even talking about? Qdoba. Oh, so, nachos. So, be, but because Taco Bell has such a uh, so has such a, uh, a, um, a monopoly, monopoly market, and then when we look at like the other spots, like there's there's four thousand burrito places, yeah, um, or a million of burrito places all over the place. So like every single person's like, yeah. well, I got my own little spot that I know of that I really like, and then majority of people have like, I've seen or been to a Taco Bell because they're everywhere. Yeah. And uh, so they, it's just that or that relationship, and so they're like, Taco Bell is Mexican food. Like it has Mexican pizzas, therefore, <laughs> it's Mexican. They got rid of them though, didn't they? They did, but you know, yeah. they brought back Recipes. their nacho fries, right? Or their nacho fries? Yeah, the cheese fries or something like that, cheddar fries or I don't know. I, don't know. I saw a commercial for it for the Super Bowl. I don't know, but so I think that I think that's why I think that's why I need the rise of King Taco to take over. Yes. Destroy Taco Bell. King Taco, King Burrito. There I've I've seen like seven burrito locos. I've I've never seen a burrito loco. So it's a I've lot never, of them. Uh, yeah. I've seen an El Pollo loco. Yeah. Seen Alberts, Albertos. Oh yeah, those Alberos. are, those those are, are a ton. Yeah. <laughs> Especially by you, right? There's a ton of Alberts and Albertos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just go all the way up and down. There's know. at least 30 on your one street, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so anyway, back to back coffee. to the back coffee. To coffee. <laughs> back to coffee. Yeah, so it's, yeah, in, like so a, it, it's in like a cherry. Mm-hmm. So think of the pit of the cherry is like the coffee bean itself, essentially. Okay. If you want to make it simple. Yeah. Crazy. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know even that. know that it, like, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I mean, obviously I know shit about coffee. I thought it was just came and bean form, but obviously the bean has to come from somewhere. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, like beans just grow off the plant like that. I, yes. You know, hey, sometimes they do. Well, well, it's almost like like so. Before I learned this, I almost thought of it as similar to like like a nut, like a peanut or mm-hmm. something like that, where that is like the, yeah. the fruiting body of. I mean, I guess it technically is still, but it's like the fruiting body of the plant that had like 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 a hard exterior that would mm-hmm. just kind of fall off, or you know, animals would pick at it and then it would just poop go it out. Yeah, I heard some like, beans uh, get civets. eaten and then get civet. Out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the civet civet um, coffee. Oh wow! Yeah, civet coffee. The it's a like a cat species in like Thailand and stuff. But okay, so on the whole like cherry part, so the civet cats, what they're eating is like that cherry layer, and then they poop out the bean, and that's what the roaster then collects and 
Rosa. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to sell this for a million dollars. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. Like, everyone always talks about, like, why do they even decide to do that? Like, no one knows why. Some guy probably As saw it. As they're sipping it, they're just like, well, why? Why would anybody drink yeah. that? Well, why would anybody do, like, <laughs> like why would anybody do anything? Like, it, it takes some sure. idiot to be like, huh, there are these things on the ground. And they, like, eat it. And it's like, eh, it's not that bad. And someone's like, you know what? What if? What if I cook this in water? What if I cook this in water? And someone's like, that's a silly idea. And they're like, holy shit. <laughs> Look at what we just discovered. My energy output is out the roof. <laughs> exactly. I can run for miles. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Um, I mean, even like the green, because it starts green too. So like who decided like, oh, I see a green poop thing <laughs> out of the civet cat. Now let's roast it and make it brown. I don't know. Bye. <laughs> um, so to, so I'm, uh, try, I'm trying to guide this in some capacity. So we'll see how well this works. Um, back to green shamrock shakes. Back to shamrock shakes. Yeah. Uh, so, so I know that there's, I know of two different varieties of coffee beans that you, I think usually see. So it's, um, the Robusta and Arabica. Very good. Um, yes. <laughs> so are there, are there other like varieties of coffee beans? I'm about to flex yeah, so, on hard I, this episode, Eric. I, I don't know shit about coffee. <laughs> so gold like star for juice. you, right? That's, That's all I know. Yeah. Where so Arabica and Robusta, there's the two like different I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, you could call them varieties, but like the two types of them, usually you'll see Arabica. It's the more expensive one. Like they usually say like, oh, Robusta is like the cheap, you know, one that no one really cares about. Um, it usually tastes a lot more bitter. Arabica will usually um, be a little bit more sweet, kind of have more of the berry taste or the coffee taste that we're used to. But in terms of like coffee, like varieties or like varietals, there are different ones, just like apples, right? So you have like a geisha, um, you have like Keturah, like um, varietal. And then within like coffee regions, you also have what's known as like the terroir, which is similar to wine, right? Where you're looking at the environment, the geography of it, the soil that it's grown in, the climate. Um, but where was I going with this? Uh, essentially, like the varieties that we have, you can compare it to um, like a Granny Smith apple or like a Golden Delicious, Red Delicious kind of thing like that. But the two main are the Arabica Robusta. And then from there, you have your varietal, your terroir, and then you have like the type of process that it uses. And then you can kind of pick from there. Okay. Interesting. So, okay. So like Arabica and Robusta are kind of the two, like, mm -hmm. like I guess like the general types that we would see. And then there's just like the variations below each of those. Correct. Okay. The only, the only, I don't be too impressed. The only reason why I know about like the robusta stuff is because do you remember a while ago there was something called it was like um like death proof coffee or something like yeah, that yeah death coffee. yeah yeah so it was supposed to be this like super caffeinated coffee and mm -hmm. i was in college and i was like well hell yeah i'm gonna do that and it said that it was like robusta and i was like what the hell is that um yeah. and that's when i learned i'm like oh there's another there's another variation <laughs> of um arabica as i used to call it because i was like i don't know i've never heard it said before so how, like, what the how, hell how is it arabica what? arabica yeah. What did you use to call it? Arabica? Ar Arabica. Because I was like, I, I was just, I saw Arab. And so I was like, oh, it's Arab. Arabica. Arabica. Yeah, I can see how that. Uh, Phonetics. Again, yeah. Phonetics. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It works. Yeah. It just works. Um, so, um, okay. So those are the two, like kind of the two main like varieties that we're going to uh -huh. see. And I think more often, and correct me if I'm wrong, like more often we tend to see the Arabica, correct? Yes. Okay. 
which you said, so I don't know why I just clarified that. <clears throat> anyway, just to clarify, just to clarify. Just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we do see that more, but I I feel like a lot more people, and I mean maybe not a lot more, but there's some companies who are starting to use the robusta more because it is a lot stronger. Um, there's this guy that I met in a coffee club, and he was saying that he grew up, you know, like son of a coffee roaster, and now he roasts coffee himself. But he was telling me like a lot of people knock Robusta because they're like, oh, it's cheaper and it's like, it tastes bitter. But he's like, dude, we would have people roasting it and literally be getting like hype, like turned off of just like the aroma of it. Cause he's like, it was that strong. And I'm like, I don't know if he's messing with me or if he's like being for real about this, but he was like, cause I would like be like, are you like, are you like being sarcastic? He's like, no, I'm being for real. And he was like, so people need to like not sleep on Robusta and like stop using the Arabica. And I'm like, all right, dude, whatever. He sounds like he was on a line of robust while they, he was explaining. Maybe they, were, maybe they were mixing in a little bit of the cacao, if yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Look at this plant joke. A little bit of white inside my bean. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so then... Uh, man, where do I want to go with that? So we have those two, like, those two main varieties that we usually see, right? And so kind of move on from that. Um, yeah. So then you were talking about like similar to wine where like region and then kind of the environmental effects or an environment, the environment has an effect on coffee um, or like the, the, I guess the flavor profile. Mm -hmm. Um, How could you like, I guess just elaborate a little bit more on like how, like how do these things affect like the tastes, if you will? Yep. So depending on, okay. So I guess we'll start with this, like coffee grows best along the equator. So they say it grows best equatorially because of the tropical climate. So when you look at the terroir and the environment, you are looking at climate, soil, um, elevation. And the other thing I like to tell people is you also look at what crops are grown next to it. So that's why kind of you'll see Ethiopian coffees will usually have a fruity kind of profile to them, a berry kind of profile to them because what's predominantly grown in Ethiopia, Ethiopia are those type of fruits where it's near where those plants grow best. Um, and then if you have like Brazil, you have a more of a nutty taste, um, you know, a, a different elevation. So you'll have coffee profiles that taste more creamy, more nutty, you know, a little bit more of like that coffee taste that people are used to kind of having where it's more rich chocolatey. Um, so the altitude will change the way the plant grows, um, which will effectively have a change on the the flavor profile that it has but then it's also up to the roaster right to determine like what kind of flavor profiles they want to bring out of it so like how dark they're going to roast it um if it is going to be a lot more rich if it's going to be more fruit forward um, a lighter roast that might probably have more tea-like qualities to it Um, so there's really this kind of science to roasting because you first got to pick the plant and then the roaster has to figure out which profiles it wants to bring out of that plant knowing that it generally will be a certain way depending on its region. Interesting. So is like, so I, I imagine, I imagine that when mm-hmm. it comes to, I guess like uh, bot, botanists, I guess, I guess yeah. would be the word to yeah. describe it. But like, as people are like cultivating crops, not necessarily growing, mm-hmm. cause I can't think of the right word. Um, but when they're like harvesting, no, like, like breeding, oh. breeding plants. Um, okay. Like, like we were just talking about peppers yeah. and how um, people have like selectively bred peppers for mm-hmm. like their like hotness to create these things like, mm-hmm. you know, the Carolina Reaper, for example. Yeah. So is there is there like that 
concept also going on where people are doing kind of this like selective breeding of plants to kind of uh, like bring forward a certain flavor profile or taste? Yeah, um, I don't know too heavily about like which ones they want to breed together, but there are different types of, again, the varietals um, that will taste best. And whether it's breeding, you know, two that are highly graded together um, or what you're more commonly going to see is the blends happening after that plant has already grown, where you'll see maybe a mix of Central American coffee. So you'll have Honduras and Guatemala together, um, or you'll see like El Salvador mixed with Costa Rica kind of thing, where you'll have blends per region um, and per flavor profile after the fact. Um, as far as like the crossbreeding before that happens, I'm sure, you know, farmers are doing that because different farms have, you know, crops that are graded higher. So it's like that farmer's farm has the best coffee. So people are probably going to want to try to replicate what he has, but they may not necessarily be able to do it because they don't have the same terroir as him where they, you know, he owns these many acres of land. And if you want to go to a different region in that same country, it might not be the same because you might have a different elevation. You might have different soil there. Climate probably will be, you know, fairly the same, but there's different kind of elements to it from that. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't know that like all of that affected flavors and flavor profiles. I like, I kind of like assumed just by like one, knowing that I've tasted a bunch of different, you know, brands of yeah. coffee and be like, these all taste very different. Um, but then also like thinking about like wine, you kind of reference like wine grapes having a similar thing. That's true. And so I know like, well, I've heard about how like, you know, how the regions will change the different like it could be the same grape, but a different region can change mm -hmm. it when it's mm -hmm. like this one's grown up in the mountains or yeah. this one's yeah. at below sea level or, you know, arid or whatever the case may be. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I guess in relation to wine, like, you know, I, I feel like there's levels of acidity um, in or, you know, different, lev different levels in city, especially wines that come from like Spain and France. Like they're supposed to be of the highest quality in those two regions. And um, you forgot Italy. I, I was getting there. I was getting there. Um, Italy only has a Chianti, lame ass wine. What? <laughs> Fired immediately. This is third God strike. Damn, no, three strikes, bro. No, I love Italian wine. I do. Um, I, I, I love Moscato. I no, I hate Moscato. <laughs> it's so too sweet and too disgusting. Um, no, I, I love Italian wines. I love. I don't. I guess the. I, I guess where I was going with is more. You can taste the acidity levels in. The di or the differences in Italian, French, and Spanish wines, like, and I guess that's basing off the of region of differences and and different uh, uh, like climate climates, all the, all the changing, all the elemental factors <laughs> to to change. We just we just need the the avatar so we can have the perfect <sighs> perfect blend. That would be that would be hey. you know. yeah. Look at these weird references. <laughs> um, so then I guess kind of going on. So we kind of talked a little bit about like the different blend or varieties and like beans mm -hmm. that exist and stuff. So kind of continuing down this path of getting to our perfect brew, what mm -hmm. would, or not what, but so then there's, when we look at like a, you know, I, you go to the grocery store and you see like a, uh, the aisle of coffee and there's, you know, mm -hmm. different like roasting. So you'll see like light, medium, dark roast, generally speaking. Oh yeah. That's a good. Yeah. So um, I guess one, are there, are there other, or I should say, what, what does that mean would be, I guess the yeah. best, the best way to describe it. 
Yeah. So when you look at like light, medium, and then dark, it's talking about the color of it. So you could literally, like if you were to put a bag of light beans next to medium, next to dark, or what they call like French roast sometimes, you'll see, or even Italian roast, they'll say, um, you'll see the color of the bean change. So the darker the actual color, the darker the roast of that bean. Um, but there's kind of nuances to that where you can have like a mix, like like there's not just the three levels of like light, medium, and dark. It's really what a we spectrum. call like, yeah, it's just, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was like, a spectrum <laughs> where it could be a mix of like light, like light, medium, like medium, dark, you know, like very dark or what we would, you know, we in like roasting speak, it's usually called like city or like full city, like full city plus. Um, we don't really refer to it as like light to dark. Um, when, we, when I sell my beans, I usually say like, oh, this is a dark roast or a medium roast, whatever. Um, I, clubs. yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like, you'll probably see if you go to like a specialty coffee shop, um, or even like a coffee shop, like go to like sweetmarias.com actually, it has like a breadth of knowledge on there. You can look up green coffee beans, which is how it starts. And they'll tell you exactly on the bag, the best way to roast it and it'll either say like city like full city you know full city plus you know kind of thing and then you kind of know as a home roaster like just starting out okay i should roast it to this level or to that level and then there's different color changes that happen um there's different you know aromas and smells that will happen at each different color change um, and it'll give those different flavor profiles because like you were saying the environment changes the same thing the flavor changes depending on the roast level as well so, so then how do you, I'm assuming there's variations within how to roast. Well, actually, before mm -hmm. I go into that, so there's, that is really interesting, right? So we know that there can be blends, effectively blends of different beans from regions, but then also within that, that like deeper layer into it is then you can have like blends of different roasting to elicit a different flavor profile or did I miss her? Did I miss hear that? Yeah, I mean, you. What do you mean, like different roasting? So, like you're I, saying I, you would mix like light beans and dark beans, like throw them in a bag together. Yeah, or is that no? Is that a is that a sin in the coffee, coffee world? Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, some people probably could do that. Um, maybe Bro, Folgers does it. I don't know. <laughs> Folgers, ooh, wow, burn. That's a that's a that's a French roast right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> Here's our, our next business, our next, next business venture is, um, we're going to start, a dark roast. we're going to start a company that mixes, uh, roasted blends, uh, patent pending. It will be trademarked before this episode comes out. We won't last that long. Shut we have an expert on with us telling us not to do this. that. Look, I mean, you probably, honestly, people probably would still buy it because they don't, some people don't know any better. See, we sell to the plebs. It's That's just going to be to Eric. <laughs> It's, I'm gonna okay, buy my so own coffee. <laughs> not to like, it. not to like knock on like flavored coffee. So like you know when you buy like a coffee in the store and it'll be like oh hazelnut or like French vanilla flavored. Yeah, and it actually tastes, tastes terrible. like that. Well, I was gonna say it's because they use like whatever like beans are left over and they're like let's just mix them together and like throw some syrup on it and call it a day. <laughs> oh shit! No it's way. cheaper, you know, because like why would you waste the coffee? Yeah, like, just throw some flavor on it. That's why you'll never really see specialty coffee shops sell flavored coffee because yeah. why would you do that? That's like putting, that's very interesting. Uh, it's like, I guess it's like the same thing as like saying, like, you're going to take like a very expensive, uh, like whiskey. Right. And like make it into a cocktail. Like, why would you do that? 
Thank you for dumbing it down for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> I totally understood that reference because you can't you can't see it, but Eric, there's smoke coming out of the headphones. Because yeah. Eric's like, I have no fucking idea what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got the whiskey reference, yeah. uh, and we're uh, back. Yeah, yeah I, I'm there with you. Um, no, I I, I was uh, having some drinks with some friends. Actually, my my team, uh, my pool team, and one pool of the cons? guys was like, yeah, pulicons. Um, he was telling me, he's like, oh, yeah, like, I, I want to have, like, this, you know, 12-year-old scotch, but I want you to throw it in a um, an old-fashioned. And I was like, stop. No. Like, no. First of all, bad. <laughs> like, you don't you don't <laughs> bad pool do that to good <laughs> scotch. You, you drink it straight, maybe on the rock. Rock, singular. On the rock. <laughs> the rock. On the rock. On the rock. Um, and, you know, he was he was going on and on about, like, you know, oh, yeah, I've had all this whiskey, blah, blah, blah. I know everything about whiskey. I'm like, first of all, I'm eight years older than you, which is eight more years of drinking whiskey than you, which is eight more years of knowledge of tasting whiskey than you and mixing whiskey than you. Damn, bro, you're over here gatekeeping whiskey. I was gatekeeping whiskey, <laughs> especially this, this 25-year-old. Um, and, you know, he was telling me, he was like, well, what is this? Like, why don't you tell me? I, was like, I broke it down from, like, science-wise, and now he wants to have a whiskey tasting, like, this guy, like he's, he wants to learn more about whiskeys instead of just popping off saying, oh yeah, I know about whiskey. Like, bro, what's your favorite whiskey? Oh, I like, uh, uh, McAllen's? McAllen. McAllen. Is that, is that what, I was like, you don't even know that that's not a whiskey. It's a scotch. It's like, yeah. they're the same thing. I'm like, see, that's where you're no. wrong. Again. They're not the same. Thing. No, they're whis- whiskey is the general term. Right. But you will not scotch go is not to whiskey. Scotland and be like, can I get a whiskey? Well, no. You will say, can I get a scotch? But, but. It'd be like, I mean, it, coffee is the same thing as whiskey in the sense that it's just a general term to describe the thing that you're making. Whereas, how dare you? I beg to differ. What? How because scotch is Strike from one. Scotland. <laughs> Correct. That's why, yeah. Correct. Scotch is from Scotland, but mm-hmm. it is what follows when you say scotch, scotch whiskey. Scotch on the rocks. Shut up. <laughs> it's scotch whiskey. So to whiskey is just a general term to describe it. Um, just like it's bourbon is still whiskey. Scotch is still whiskey. It's but nobody Isle says whiskey. bourbon whiskey. They just say bourbon. No, because it's, we speak in shorthand. Burb. Burb. Bur. Can I get bun? That, that, see, that's actually what Gucci Mane has been talking about this entire time. Oh, it's God. just bourbon. Burb. Burb. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. <laughs> but no, I No. <laughs> So many tangents. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's right. No, no, it's not because it's like, it's like saying not, you can't use champagne as a blanket term. Like, no, like the, like the it's, city it's of Champagne, France. No, will champagne, sue is you. champagne. No, champagne is champagne. Champagne is champagne. Champagne is sparkling wine. No, sparkling no, wine. No, it's not. Sparkling wine. wine is sparkling wine. Sparkling champagne wine is champagne. Is sparkling wine, but champagne is sparkling wine from Champagne, France. No, champagne is champagne no. from Champagne, France. Champagne, France. Exactly. No. Yes, I yes. do. I disagree, and I don't care that I'm being doubled up on on this one. <laughs> Look it up. There's lawsuits where Let's the city of Champagne, city of Champagne, France, macchiato. Okay, there you go. Oh. Make it Italian for you. So, a macchiato Ooh. that Starbucks uses is not an Italian macchiato. It is a latte. This Look it up. Start. I mean, Boom. Look, Italian. Look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna debate you on that one because <laughs> I don't know. Pizza. Um, what about it? It's delicious. I don't know where it's, it's going with that. um no and well but that but that's fine, right? And that's that's a, I feel like Starbucks um catering to the American palate for the most part is 
also like it's just misrepresenting what the actual thing is. Is it catering by just giving mm. us milk and sugar? I mean, I feel I feel I make yeah. Starbucks is a standardized flavor profile That's based fair. on what people are buying. Consumers and like enjoying. yeah, yeah, milk and sugar. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, but whatever. I'll spend my five bucks get milk and sugar. <laughs> we'll look. I'll look this up later. So that way I don't block it's not the same this thing. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to forget it. And then I'll remember when I look back and do edit this episode in like two weeks, <laughs> two weeks. Oh, this, this week, it'll be this weekend. Sorry. This episode. <laughs> um, anyway, so Eric got caught up. We Whiskey. were talking about mm-hmm. how it's a cardinal sin to blend various roasted roasts yes. of coffee. So we shouldn't do that, but we kind of should do that. We should try it out. We should try it out. Um, and then be ex- be barred from any excommunicated future, yeah, from excommunicated before we do anything. Coffee, coffee convention, conventions, and the, the clubs. Yeah. Um. So, hey, question about roasting, real quick, because mm-hmm. we were mentioning it. Do you roast them in the oven at home? No. Okay. So I mean, well, it depends on what you mean by oven, right? Like, I don't roast them in my like kitchen oven, right? The way I started doing it was actually using an old like school, like popcorn maker, a whirly mm-hmm. pop. Um, so if you've seen those, it's literally like you crank like the handle and then it spins like on the inside. And that's how like people used to make popcorn back in the day. Um, but you essentially put like the beans in there and it starts like rolling it around like a drum. And then you kind of have to like test the temperature each time, you know, smell it each time um, in between. But what I use now is essentially like a large toaster oven looking thing called a Beemore. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the inside, it has like this rotating drum. Um, so it rotates the same way, like a rotisserie, like wood for like a chicken, but it has this drum where you put the beans in. So it kind of like evenly, um, like roasts each side, Okay. like distributes it out. Cool. So uh, perfect. Then going on the topic of like roasting. So that's kind of like a, like a home roasters kind of yeah. tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when we're looking at like, I guess, larger, maybe, maybe not to the scale of like mass production in the sense of like a mm-hmm. major corporation type of thing, but more on like the local side, um, mm-hmm. I've, you know, I, we, I work near a Jones coffee and so, yeah. uh, local Pasadena favorite. And there is a, I like, I see the machine kind of out, mm-hmm. like whenever I've walked in, um, and I have no idea what the hell's happening in there. Um, but so like, how do like how do bigger companies like or you know you get where i'm going like how do they roast coffee comparatively is it a similar similar style similar situation where they're looking for the color and they're looking at the smell and like how evenly you know um how evenly roasted the beans are but it's different in the sense that they're probably using like either like a fire or a gas roaster at like a bigger um what's it called like at a bigger scale so you'll see like the way that I have the drum rotating like this, like, <laughs> so like, like it's like this. <laughs> the way that the drum is rotating, it's a smaller situation, but theirs actually mimics more of the whirly pop where you would see it from the top, like rotating around kind of like, you know, like the little handle goes around mm-hmm. and like, like yeah. moves the beans around <laughs> on like the pan. But what you'll see them doing, you probably, if you watch them either at Jones or even Jameson Brown in Pasadena, um, you'll see them like stick this like little pipe looking thing inside and like pull it out and then like smell it and they'll look at it. What they're doing is looking at the color change of the coffee to see how light to dark it is. And like, they're also gonna smell it and then they'll stick it back in there. Cause what it's doing is pulling out those beans 
because the beans are cooking on the inside. And then when you see it on the drum being rotated, that's actually what's happening when it's cooling the beans down and you'll see like the chaff kind of come off of it. So it's roasting on the inside and then you'll see probably at Jones or even any other coffee shop that has a roastery attached, you'll probably see a pipe sticking out of their um, facility where like the smoke is coming out because yeah. it's, you know, a lot of uh, gas coming off of it. Yeah, we do. Uh, especially in the, in the gym, um, on a bad, on a bad day, there was one day we were working out and there was a, uh, uh, so there was a strong breeze and we were all sitting there like, and immediately saw this like huge flume of smoke come out from the, uh, from the, because it's right next door mm -hmm. and then immediately blow straight into the gym. And everyone oh. was like, <coughs> <coughs> just like this dry burning <laughs> smell. And we're like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and to like run over and slam the doors down. What was the smell? Did uh, you say it was like nutty or no, um... it smelled like fire. Oh, like, fire. Oh, really? It usually yeah. smells like kind of like grassy or like earthy. So I guess, yeah, like fiery. It was not a pleasant smell to say the least. <laughs> um, yeah. The immediate response was not, oh, it's coffee. <laughs> say that, I'll just say it that. <laughs> smells like shit. <laughs> it smells like Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's kind of like, you know, where, so it's, 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 it's similar, just scaled up essentially from like the home roast yeah. to, you know, the bigger company kind of thing. Um, man, what was I going to ask about that? Do, um, do the bigger or the the branch companies like uh, uh, Starbucks and um, mm -hmm. uh, Coffee Bean do they roast in house or do they get it delivered to them? So, like the shops that you'll see mm -hmm. will get it delivered to them by like the main corporate roaster. Um, okay. So, like Starbucks, actually, I forgot what they're called, but they have like the upgraded versions of each like coffee shop where they actually have like baristas doing you know different brew methods like a siphon or a pour over and mm -hmm. then you'll see like a roastery um in it so there's one in seattle there's you know what i'm talking about the reserves the reserves yeah. yeah so the reserves you'll see them roasting it like in-house um but like the small shops you usually won't see it coffee bean does not have any reserves where you'll see them ever roasting um they roast it at like a factory somewhere else and then we just have them shipped in um yeah, the, have you ever been to one of the reserve places? I've never been. No. Have you ever been, CK? Yeah, they're pretty cool. The, they are like they're actually like I would compare those to, like a specialty coffee shop where the baristas really know what they're talking about. Like they're they're almost like the baristas that worked at Starbucks first and then they kind of graduated on to being elite. And it's like if you are a reserve barista, like you, you know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I used, to, I had a, a client of mine was the architect for the reserve Starbucks essentially, um, mm -hmm. on effectively the West coast. Oh, sure. Um, oh, so no it was awesome because for, well, one, she would just bring me random bags of coffee. She was like, <laughs> Oh, I was in Seattle and here you go. Um, and she was like, but this is the good coffee. So, you know, don't, don't fuck mm -hmm. it up. Uh, <laughs> um, which actually leads me to another question that I forgot to ask kind of earlier. So we're going to backtrack for a hot second. Um, I've seen like on bags where it talks about like fair trade, like mm -hmm. single origin, um, which I feel like I can guess what that means yeah. or that one means, but what, what are, you know, like what, what does that mean? Cause I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. So single origin will mean it comes from a single origin. So it's only from one place. So like, it'll say like Ethiopia single origin. If it's a blend, 
it more than likely will either list the blends on the back or you'll kind of have to guess on what kind of blends it is. Um, a lot of the blends that you'll see, like if it just says like donut shop, like flavor, right? Or like breakfast blend, <laughs> then it's probably more than likely like a blend of like um, Central American coffees because they kind of have that balanced flavor again, that traditional coffee flavor that you're used to. Um, and then fair trade, what that means is that the farmers were paid decent wages for the coffee that they had. Um, so if it doesn't say fair trade, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not treating their farmers well, but if it says fair trade, they a hundred percent are. <laughs> I, I, learned, I learned that fact at Trader Joe's working at Trader Joe's. I was going to ask, cause I was about to like ask that question that you just answered. Cause I was like, hold mm. on. Does that mean like everybody else is just getting shit on? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, pretty no, much. I, I mean, it's a, it's a whole like. They're like, again, like I could rabbit hole down that about like how bad like the farmers are being treated and like why you should pay a lot more for coffee because people usually are like, why would I pay $20 for 12 ounces of a specialty coffee? And it's like, because this specialty coffee shop is paying their farmers decent living wages, whereas someone else who's charging five bucks a pound, like may not be, you know? Hey man, we're trying to, I'm trying to get that Folgers corporate sponsorship over here. Looking it up. <laughs> That's the best part of waking up. Is uh, abused farmers in your cup? Absolutely. Wow. So name something better. Um, you can't, uh, uh, Seattle's best. That's not Starbucks. <laughs> Do they abuse their farmers? I don't know. I don't know. Is there I'm American, is there American grown coffee? I know like Equator tends to be the best, but like, does anybody source? coffee from yeah. america hawaii yeah, oh, yeah. That's, uh, what's it called the Kona. Kona? hawaii mm -hmm. coffee company yeah okay yeah, so hawaii has good coffee because it's still tropical um california is starting to get in there there's not very many california grown coffee you can buy a cal like a coffee plant at trader joe's like sometimes they have them there i bought one before it died right away it's just it's too hard to grow them here um unless you're really keen on you need farming greenhouse, and botany. Right? Yeah, you basically need a greenhouse to control the temperature. You just gotta just talk to people who grow weed. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. It's <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. People who, um, you know. people who are good with the plants. Uh, <laughs> oh, bro, it'll be like in Simpsons where where they made a tobacco. Tobacco, yes. <laughs> so we'll accidentally make like uh like THC infused coffee. Oh, a coffee that wakes you up hey. and brings you down. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's uppers and downers. <laughs> Best of both worlds. Stay green, and it'll be green. Perfect. Though yeah. I heard green coffee, like effectively, doesn't have much of a flavor until you really actually start to roast it. Is that true? Correct. Wow. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it's also pretty hard to roast it. I've had some customers will be like, "Hey, can I just purchase your green coffee beans?" And I'm like, "Sure," but you can also buy the green coffee beans directly from someone else if you want. Um, they don't grind very easily because they're harder like they're more like like if you were to buy on a green coffee bean versus a roasted one like it's a salt it's a rock oh, so sure. you're probably gonna a like mess up your coffee grinder if you're trying to grind it or you're probably gonna just soak it for freaking ever and like it may or may not give you any of that green coffee extract right you know the skinny tea kind of thing the diarrhea teas <laughs> yeah i still want to try one of those so oh i'm gonna God. put that on the list you want to try diarrhea oh well i mean we've all experienced diarrhea <laughs> but more so i want to intentionally try diarrhea Self-inflicted diarrhea. And see if I can get that. By all means. Slim, tell me that I've always wanted. <laughs> oh, my. Look, I'm trying to tone, if not it, bulk. If it works, pass me some of that, too. <laughs> hey, yeah. Let um, us know. Yeah.
I'll keep you updated. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned on my bowel movements. You have to record how long, though, like, because I don't want to be sitting on the toilet for like three days straight. Oh, no way. It, well, if it's three days straight, I'm definitely lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to sleep next to the toilet like a, a rough oh, night God. of drinking, I'm yeah. definitely oh, not telling you about man. it. Um, yeah, you will. <laughs> after after you tried it. That's oh, the goal. <laughs> um, okay, so okay, so we learned a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. So then let's talk about homegrown coffee since mm-hmm. we've kind of gotten some gist about that. Yeah. So then when we're looking at I guess like with homegrown, like what is your, your menu look like? Um, so because I can't scale as large as other companies, I usually will offer like one, either a single origin or blend, um, at a time. So depending on the month, it's basically roaster's choice. Like maybe I'm like, nah, I want to do a blend this month and I'll do a blend. Um, or typically what I like to do is go for the single origins, um, I like to go again, like for the Central American ones, because that's what people like to have, but it's almost user generated where I'll I'll, like put a poll out and be like, Hey, like what coffee, like, should I offer this month? And people will be like Ethiopian, or they'll be like, Hey, like, do you have like Burundi on you? Or do you have, you know, Honduras? Um, I get a lot of requests for that as well. Um, And if enough people ask for the same one, then I'll go to my distributor and be like, you got this. And then I'll be like, all right, I'm going to roast that this month. Um, or if there's really yeah. no request, then I'm like, uh, I want to do my typical like homegrown blend, which is like my general staple where I usually have enough of those beans on stock, um, which is a mix of Central American beans. Then I'll just kind of go to that as a default. Um, but I'll do special requests sometimes for people if they are a, you know, a frequent customer and they're like, hey, I know you're serving this, but can you let me know when you have that? And then I'll be like, oh, I'll just do one off for you, you know? and nice. make it happen because I can, I have the ability to scale it down. Um, whereas like a bigger company might be like, nah, like we're roasting all of this this month. So, yeah. So what you, what you're saying is each batch that you do is limited edition and exclusive. Exactly. No coffee that you get from homegrown will be the same. That's right. Talk about mm-hmm. that level of experience. That is, that is impressive <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> Well, that's true. Not well, not only that, like the, the the demand for it too, because I know like when you go in stock, you go out of stock. Like, yeah, it's, it's a rough. matter of maybe maybe hours to days where it's like you have you're like, hey guys, I've got like eighty bags, and then the next day is like, I have no bags. Mm-hmm. Hope everyone liked their coffee because yeah. they get no more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It literally like for some reason, like especially in the summer, I don't know why people like to have coffee in the summer. I mean, maybe they'll make a cold brew out of it but I'll sell out very quickly during the well, summer. And, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, after, after all your little summer brew concoctions, yeah, of course they're gonna buy you out in the summer. Yeah. Have you, oh, you haven't seen? No, no. I well, haven't had the pleasure of experiencing yeah, it yet. Well, and I was- you're bad. Um, she makes like alcohol concoctions, like just morning coffee concoctions and ice cream, con- like ice cream one or something. What are the uh, oh affogato affogato yeah I mean you could do an affogato I think you're talking about the um dang name is escaping me it's the one it was like the Korean like inspired one you posted uh, a handful of them and I wanted to try yeah. them all especially yeah. the There's alcohol a bunch ones of them. I was just yeah the alcohol the coffee cocktails are always like the the crowd favorite I did like a Yelp event shout out to Yelp SGV people mm-hmm. um. I did a Yelp event where I did like a regular like latte and then I did like a, a 
coffee like mojito so similar to like what phil's coffee has and then i did an espresso martini so interesting yeah. um hire me for your barista needs absolutely <laughs> yeah that's kind of half the point of this entire episode <laughs> is to shut the hell out of you so okay so so generally for you it's a like you're going to be looking at if someone's like looking to buy buy something from you mm-hmm. um or coffee that is there's generally kind of like a, is it like a one, there's like this one version a month that you're going to be looking at. Plus you kind of said yeah. you have kind of the, the homegrown blend that usually is like always, always on stock. Yeah. So yeah, typically each month will be a different one. Like I'll usually announce it at the beginning of the month or maybe mid month and say, this is what it is. Um, and then I'll be like, Hey, like DM me if you need anything. And then like ET was saying, people will just like, right away, they'll be like, I want five pounds. And I'm like, well, <laughs> thanks yeah. for taking five pounds of the 20 pounds that I had, you know, which is not a big deal, but people know, like if they want a certain origin or they want a certain blend, they kind of have to order it in advance. Cause the next month I might not offer it. Yeah. Um, but like I said, if they say, Hey, I know you offered Colombian this month. I want Ethiopian. I'll be like, all right, next month. Like you got it, you know? So got you fam. Yeah. So what's this month's? This month is the homegrown blend. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't announce it yet. Um, what are we, mid-March? I, I'll probably do one for April. Um, but if people want to DM me right now for this month, like uh, I have homegrown blend on stock. Um, Ryan will probably hook you up with it since your homie over Somebody here didn't hook it. you up. <laughs> when I literally said, Frankie drink this it. is for you and Ryan. <laughs> but <laughs> whatever. That's even worse. Are you kidding me right now, bro? You're, oh, what a... Did you even get stickers? No stickers? No stickers. What did you say? Did he give you any of the stickers? I gave him extra stickers too. Can I tell you something? You want to take a guess at that answer? (laughs) Can I tell you something? Sure, tell me something. I love you. (laughs) I forgive you because you did buy me Taco Bell on my birthday. Yes. Acceptable. Yes. The number one rated Mexican food in America. Number one rated (laughs) Mexican food in America for Ryan. (laughs) No, not for Ryan. For America. For American Ryan's. For America. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's effectively for honkies. It really is what that turns out to be. <laughs> That's your new favorite word. It is. Honky's <laughs> such a great word. Because like, you know, most, I mean, most, most, honk, most white people aren't going to get offended with the word honky. Uh, um, and if they, I feel like, well, okay. You should run because that's a very scary person to probably be around. <laughs> um, but in general, honky, it's honky's awesome. It sounds fun. Like. I don't know. You know, you know who else would go to a honky tonk with you? Depends on what the badonkadonk is. <laughs> She'd go to a honky tonk with you. I would. I don't want to go to a honky tonk. I don't like country music or any of those things. Wow. Now you're fired. Strike two. Strike two for what? ET's back on. <laughs> well, strike one was the champagne. On champagne is not sparkling wine. It's not sparkling wine. <laughs> you're, so you're telling me that champagne is. Well, it's it's champagne. champagne. It's a champagne. It's champagne, champagne. Damn it. It's it. You're telling me it doesn't come from a grape and it's not carbonated. <laughs> I'm telling you it's champagne. As if t- a sparkling wine is not. I'm telling you champagne is only champagne from Champagne, France. That's all I will say. That's fine. That's fine. We can agree to disagree because we're civil yeah. people here. There you go. For how long? Now. Your lawyer, your, <laughs> the moves that you learn from Wine and Liar are coming out. We can all settle this. We should all just get um, Irish shakes. What the fuck are they called? Shamrock shakes. Shamrock, Shamrock shakes. God damn it. I thought you were going to say Irish coffee at first. I was like, I'll do that. We could do Irish car bombs too. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Man, no. Why? Don't do those. You know what happened to me last time that happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that and also, I mean, St. Patrick's Day just happened. 
the American celebration of the, the American celebration of the Irish. And you're gonna bring up car bombs? Come on, bro. Yeah, that's historically um, offensive. I How dare you? They they. Yeah, no, that's that's. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I was gonna say I don't think anywhere else outside of America they call them. <laughs> no, they just call them car bombs, not Irish car bombs. No, they don't. I don't even think they call them car bombs. They call them what? I don't know. I know they call them something else. But. Car bombs. Um, speaking of St. Patrick's Day, uh-huh. before we get back to the you know <laughs> your business, um, I had a, a friend of mine uh, in Chicago. This like dude from Ireland, Chicago. Mm-hmm. What's up, Chicago? Chicago. Chicago. And he loved St. Patrick's Day. I believe it. I mean, you guys dye your river green. Oh. That's not the reason why he loved it. Because you guys get drunk all over the streets? Also not. I mean, that's partially why he loved it, but that's not the full reason why he loved it. So one, that's not really an Irish holiday. It's an American thing. It's an American thing, yeah, 100%. Um, but two, <laughs> you're telling me that a bunch of people celebrating, like, think about this. There's a bunch of people out who are, are drinking, celebrating Ireland, kind of, or Irish heritage, and then a straight-up Irish dude walks in who is one, gorgeous, and two, has a beautiful Irish accent. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He was a hit I, around if, town. <laughs> if I could celebrate Irish culture every day, that'd be awesome. Dude, the, I would the, drink same. and eat. The phrase is "Everybody's Irish" on oh, yeah. St. Patrick's on Day. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So why stop now? Did you know it's St. Patty's Day with two D's? Yes, I just learned that this week. Yeah. There's a there's a big thing. There's like a big thing of like the South Side Irish is a popular. Is 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 a thing in chicago mm-hmm. um so i grew up around like where the south side irish parade used to happen um and would go and do all of those things so it's yeah p-a-d-d nice t yeah p-a-d-d-y so right. patty yeah yeah yep. yeah um so anyway back to your business <laughs> back to coffee back to irish car bombs so when you are um so do you like so it's right now it's v- it's very much a small operation mm-hmm um is it just a party of one it is a, well okay so it is a party of one you better make I sure recently, your sister doesn't hear this what's that you better make sure your sister doesn't hear this <laughs> so <laughs> it's a party of one but sometimes i have family help me for deliveries um so for example my sister sometimes she'd be like well when she used to work in orange county she would pick up from my distributor and like pick up my shipment <laughs> essentially this makes it sound like super sketch but she'd pick yeah, up my she was your, she was be your in the area yeah, right? um <laughs> And then depending on my schedule, like if I need to like spend more time roasting or because I have a full-time job outside of it and I need to spend more time doing that, um, I've used my mom to help me like ship things out. Like I would literally like package things and like pay for the shipping and be like, I need you to take these to the post office before 12, you know, because I can't leave. Um, So, but in terms of roasting itself, like it is just party of me. Um, And then sometimes I ask for help to deliver things out. Now, so I didn't ask this earlier, but like how long mm-hmm. has the homegrown existed? Um, that's a good question. So <laughs> technically, <laughs> technically since 2017 is when I like made my first like Instagram post and I look like homegrown coffee, like since 2017, you know, like everyone puts a year established. Yeah. Established 2017. So that's like exactly what I did was um, that's when it became a thing. But I mean, in theory, it was in talks before that. Um, so maybe like 2016 is when I would start like actually home roasting things. But 2017 is when I like had a conversation with my friends over a trip and I was like, what if I made a coffee company? And they're like, well, what would you name it? And I was like, well, I roast at home, homegrown, 
let's just do homegrown coffee. Boom. And then, then I made the Instagram and I was like, established. It's technically established Same. in 2016. Well, conceptu- conceptualized. Founded? 2016? 17. Yeah. Conceptualized 16, founded yeah. 17. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, I mean, so with that, I mean, it sounds like you're, it's popular in the sense of like the people who know about it and the people who have tried it really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You have any intentions to kind of grow this and, you know, up, up the scale at all? Yeah. So that was the intention like pre like pandemic pre COVID was like, okay, let me up the scale of this. Um, so I was doing a lot more events. I did the Yelp event. Um, I've done like a few CrossFit competitions, um, where I'd kind of do these pop-ups and I wanted to get into the farmer's markets. But then when I was like conceptualizing that and trying to figure out like, okay, how can I make these all in advance? Like who would help me like at like the booth kind of thing. Um, then COVID happened and I was like, well, all the farmers markets are gone now. Um, I think they are bringing them back. Hollywood has been going strong. South pass has been going strong too. Yeah. I was gonna say, I know that some are still going, but then when I realized that they were bringing some of them back, like I was like, Oh, I didn't finish conceptualizing it. So now I'm kind of behind on that, but I do want to, you know, eventually get into doing the farmers markets. Um, I would like to like the big goal is to get a, um, like a mobile, like coffee cart, like thing going, like the ones that are on the bikes yeah, and like get like a nitro tap going, you know, something on the, on along those lines, um, where it's just offering the basics. Like, again, it doesn't have to be super flashy, but you know, having a hot coffee, a hot latte, nitro, kind of like three, like big things, um, and run around on that bike. <laughs> dope. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, if you ever, I mean, if you ever do want to like test the waters at the South pass one, you know, and mm-hmm. you need a body to help you. You need a booth, babe. Yeah. We got you one over here. Yeah. I'm your booth, babe. (laughs) I'll do it. I'll take it. I uh, I have a contact with the uh, uh, South Pass Farmer's Market as well. Oh, no way. Yeah. Well, I might be uh, hitting you guys up after this. Please do. You can hit us up right now. I mean, we're right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me all the content information right now. Yeah, maybe, maybe all of it right all, now. All of it right now. All of our secrets. <laughs> um, so, okay. So you, you took a gap year, which I feel like most people did at yeah. this point. Um, mm-hmm. So understandably so. So that's really cool, right? The the or, yeah. right, like the idea of uh, growing this up because mm-hmm. I love that. I love, I love. Yeah. <laughs> what I, I would I, want. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say not to brag, but after having tasted it, and not sharing any um it's it's definitely it, it's definitely like just punch him right there it's like, definitely <laughs> storefront quality coffee like you can open up your own your own little hole in the wall like it I appreciate it it's up there you know thank you why hold why not go bigger well you gotta start with a hole in the wall Maybe. finances man covid just happened <laughs> this is true um yeah i was gonna try to make a joke but ha! i was too lazy joke yourself what a joke. Um, okay, so I'm trying to think. I don't know what else to say on that. Um, I feel like I've asked a lot of questions. Oh, that's what I want to talk about. Um, it's like um, brewing methods. Yes. So there's a bajillion of them. Uh-huh. What, in your is opinion, the best? Is, do you feel like is the one that gives you the best pull? So... Yeah. Okay. Word to say, but you get the gist. Kick. The best kick. Coast. Yeah. Oh, and away we go to some rebels looking for no place to go. Oh my god. Oh my god. And push. And coast. Who is it? Who is it? Um. God damn it. Um. 
Good try. Lupe Piasco. We got to keep this going. <laughs> anyway, um, I wanted to say Pharrell, but no, I, they were that's like happy. Same. Yeah, they like the same. No, they're not the same. I, I, think, not I, the same. I feel like Pharrell produced that song. I think he was a part of it. He yes. probably did. Yeah. Whatever happened to Lupe Fiasco? He used to be like he kicked he, and pushed away, he and that coasted was... his way out of here. <laughs> coasted, some would say he coasted his career after that first song. Oh yeah, yeah. There was no. There was like a, I feel like there was another big song that he had, didn't he? Nah, I don't know. Well, as you it wasn't talk, big enough. Apparently, it wasn't big enough. <laughs> um, it was a B side track. Uh, here, as we talk about brewing methods, yeah. yeah, I'll look it up. Yeah. So tell us what what's the best. Um, yeah. So the best brewing method. Um, again, I, I relate everything back to fitness for whatever reason in my head. Probably because my gap year was so focused on fitness. Um, the best brewing method is the type that will get you to drink the coffee. So the same thing with fitness, right? It's like, who cares, like what kind of fitness you do if you're not going to actually do it. So with coffee, I could say pour over is the best way to get the best flavor. But if you don't want to sit there, you know, going in a spiral motion with the water, then you're not going to drink it. It's going to be boring to you. You're going to be, this is a waste of my time. I want to drink it now. And I want to get my day over with. So for that person, yeah, like you, you're someone who would say the best brewing method is the K-cup or the you know drip coffee version. I wouldn't say the K cup. I, I like my French press. Oh well, yeah. Or like someone with a French press. Um, so a lot of people like to put French press and pour over on the same level. They are different because one is more like immersion, which is the French press, and then one is more like infusion, which is the pour over. But if you're someone who wants to set it and forget it, French press is probably your best way to go. Would still maintaining quality. Pour over is my preference of the way to go because there's a little bit of um what's the word like it's like it's very what's that like nuance to it yeah there's a nuance to it but it's also very soothing in like the methodology because you kind of like you're sitting there like making this like spiral with the coffee you know you're watching it bloom in front of you you're able to smell the aromas coming out of it like at the same time you see it dripping through you know the container that it's in or the chemics that you're using whereas a french press you you let it bloom for the first 30 seconds and then you fill it up and you're like, all right, let me set my timer for four minutes. I'll check on you later. You usually forget to check on it four minutes later and then it ends up over immersing and it becomes a little bit too dark, right? Okay, so, tell me how to do that properly. So what is what are the proper steps for French pressing? Because my ass will throw in like three, four scoops and then I pour my hot water in. And then I just yeah. fucking push that thing down. Okay, you hurl what? You're immediately? No, 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 no. Oh, but that's see, that's what I was going to say. Out. I was like, like well, there, there's your number one error. That's what I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. Like, what's, what's this coffee tastes so like light? What's what's the proper way? What's the proper way? So you okay? So the proper technical way is to use a scale so that you can measure the actual grams out. Um, again, you there's a, a science to it. It's very, it's what? You are a drug dealer. Yeah, I mean, it is. Coffee you're, is a drug. You're measuring you know? grams. You want me to pull out a scale. Like... You, you know, fun fact, caffeine used to be illegal by WADA, the World Anti-Doping Agency, and then they were like, nah, we take it back. because I think it was also illegal by the NCAA, too. Yeah. Well, because it probably... We'll, we'll get into that, for sure. <laughs> but it, because it's a very potent ergogenic yeah. aid, mm -hmm. it's a supplement. Yeah. It's, it's exactly. It's a natural supplement. But um, with French press, so the ratio that I like to use or most people like to use is a one to 12 ratio. So meaning one part coffee, 12 parts water. Um, so if you're going to use like a gram scale, you'll want to like measure out the water to the grams of 
the grams of grinds that you have, but if you're going to use like scoops, I mean, again, it's to taste. So mm -hmm. if you like your coffee darker, put big, like more amount of scoops. If you like it lighter, put less amount of scoops, okay. or if you like it darker, put more amount of scoops and let it steep there for longer. Um, it's, it's very nuanced in the way that manual coffee is brewed because each person likes it to be different. Um, for you, I mean, if you're like, how big is your French press too? Like, is it an eight cup, 12 cup? I don't, you know what? That's funny. It doesn't even say on any of the sides. It doesn't say. Did you buy this from the dollar store? I bought it from Starbucks. I know. I was like, is it a big one? Uh, oh, so it's, it's a Bodum one, the glass. Yeah. It's probably an eight cup. Um, I'd have to like, it would be easier for me to like sit there with you and do it so I can mm -hmm. show you what you could fill it to. Um, if you don't have a scale, um, I like to use like measurements on the actual glass itself mm -hmm. versus the scoops, because it's going to be different each time you scoop it. Cause you can do a heaping scoop versus not. Yeah. Um, so I we'll, we'll do, do like, we'll do a face, a FaceTime or something on that. I'm down, but I usually do like a, like four scoops mm -hmm. and then right. But so ours has like a, like a rubber case around it we fill the water like a, a fingertip just below mm -hmm. the top of the rubber and then yeah. we'll wait the four minutes and then we'll press it so what you're going to want to try doing next time is when you fill your coffee in it get wet the grinds first and mm -hmm. do what's called like the blooming period or the degassing period where you start to see the bubbles come out before you fill the the container all the way so like i would saturate them and some people will get like a spoon or like a paddle and kind of like press the coffee down so that they're all fully wet, wait like 30 seconds. So then you'll start to see the bubbles happen, the degassing happen again, what's called the bloom and then fill it up to that top line and then wait your four minutes. Cause it'll taste different because you're letting the coffee bloom. Essentially you're letting the flavors come out of it first before you start steeping them. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. The more, you know, the more, you know, yeah, I'm a, we, whenever I do make coffee, it tends to be like either French press or if I'm feeling fancy, um, I'll use a mocha. Oh, That's, I know. Italian. Yeah. I, uh, never knew what that was until I went to Italy and, uh, the yeah. family that, um, we were staying with my girlfriend's family over there and they like brought this thing out. And I was like, what is this? Um, I thought it was like a teapot. And then I watched them like actually make it. And I was like, oh, this is the shit and immediately bought one to for our yeah. coffee you mean a mocha isn't just coffee milk and chocolate it's m-o-k-a it's so, different <laughs> dude, so mocha, mocha mochas are great um though they're a huge pain in the ass to do it right um i learned because mm -hmm. i just would burn my coffee every single time oh. until i like sat and watched how to would do it like overflow on the thing for you uh, you know no, like it, if you keep the lid open it like spits up uh no yeah no it, i did okay like because when i was there they were talking about or when we were there they showed me how to um like how you're not supposed to like just crank it on high and just let it finish. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like spurting out the top. Um, but no, like, uh, so do you know what a mocha is? I, I know what a Starbucks mocha is. Okay. The machine to make <laughs> yeah. coffee. No idea. So it's really cool. It's like, you have this like little base, um, that you fill up with water and there's, um, a little like basket that you'll put the, uh, coffee grounds in and then it screws on top. And so, or there's this like a little, it looks like a teapot effect. It kind of mm -hmm. like sits on top. And so what happens is, and like, I, I know people sometimes refer to it as like espresso, but it's not because yeah. it's like, I, I know it's not because of the, the pressure is not high enough to be considered espresso on that. Um, 
but so you heat up the water and then the water will essentially like boil up through the coffee. And then in the middle of this like teapot is like a little like stout spout essentially, mm-hmm. um, that the coffee will like brew up and over into the like little kettle. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, so, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I learned it's a giant, it's a pain in the ass because you have to like, you have to do it right. Um, cause it's really easy to like scorch the coffee and then it tastes terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a little, there's a slow method to it. Like the thing that I learned that I was doing, I wasn't doing after watching way too many videos on how to brew a coffee with a mocha. Um, they really recommend like immediately cooling the bottom down because it'll still like mm-hmm. roast essentially like cook the coffee. Um, with like boiling water underneath it. So like I have all these like really cold rags, like wet rags <laughs> that I put into like the fridge before I do it. So that way I can like, I pull it out. Yeah. And it's done. I set it down. I just wrap it and it, you just like, damn, but it keeps it from tasting smart. Like garbage. It's not glass though, right? No, it's, it's yeah. like metal. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I usually um, um, shatter. No, that instant. I actually tried the, the towel thing. Cause what I do, I just take it and then I like run it like under cold water under sink right away but then you tilting it like, spills it a little bit so yeah i Bag thing that's smart I, I put that much effort into it so i'm like i'm gonna try and savor every drop that i have here um yeah but i it's like that's the long way like i like i'm i'll probably make some of that tomorrow since i don't have to wake up super early um nice. as, because then like otherwise the french press is kind of my go-to because it's it is the this the ronco set it and forget it um because it's just it's just faster for me in that regard because yeah. i can do other shit and then be like oh coffee's done and then call it mm-hmm. a day. Um, the, thing, yeah, the, is great. the thing I don't like, so this is why I don't like the French press and kind of why I don't use the mocha, like mocha pot as much either is the cleanup with it. I hate cleaning a French press out because you know, like the grinds are just like sitting there and you have to mm-hmm. like stick your hand in there and like scrub out the grinds and then you got to rinse it out. And I'm just like, or, forward, just take the filter, throw it away, rinse it out. We done. <laughs> Or, well, we, I have a garbage disposal in my, like my <laughs> sink. So all I do is just fill it up with water and just do that a bunch of times. And then, and then it's the easiest thing to clean because you just put a little soap in it and a little bit of water and then just mash it up and down and it's clean. Done. Nice. See, but then the grinds get like in the net of like the, the, the part that you push down and I'm like, well, fair. I mean, you want to high water pressure. Just <laughs> my sink mm. is the worst water pressure oh, I've ever experienced. It's insane. It's absolutely insane how s- slow the water comes just out. Just run it into the shower. Just here, yeah, effectively, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Um, so you're a pour-over person. So uh, Chemex is the one that I know. Is that kind of like the the standard at this point of coffee or or flasks? Um, so, I mean, I don't know if it's the standard. You'll see a lot of people do pour-overs because you can make a larger batch with it. So similar to French press. Like if you, like you can do a pour-over just for a single person. Um, and like, it's literally just like, it's literally just called a pour over like thing. And it, it looks like a cup that you put on top of another mug. Oh um, yeah. Like the small I always those were. Yeah. Um, so like uh, different brands, like I'm Kalita, like, um, not Kalita. No, yeah. Kalita actually makes one. It's called like a wave, like dripper, um, or like a pour over dripper where it's just for a single person. But if you're someone who's going to take the time to make a pour over for yourself, you're more than likely someone who enjoys more than one cup of coffee. So why not just go the Chemex route and like make a larger batch? Um, or if you're someone who lives with other people, um, like roommates or, or whatever, then they're probably going to want some coffee too. You just make a larger batch instead of having to do individually for each person. Gotcha. So what's a, I've never used one, but I've only seen it. What's your view on aeropresses? Um, so aeropresses, I have one. 
I, so I like them and I don't like them. Again, I don't like to clean them up, even <laughs> though <laughs> you'll start to know the trend that I don't like the cleanup part of coffee. Um, with an AeroPress, it is easier to clean than a French press because um, if you've seen like people do it, like you just pop out like the bottom and it comes out looking like an espresso puck. Um, if you like espresso or um, if you like using your mocha pot, you probably would like it actually um, because it gives you like the same like small amount, um, like similar to an espresso without actually being espresso. But if you are someone who wants to enjoy like a full cup, then you're going to hate it because mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't produce like the, a large amount of, of coffee at all. Yeah, I've never I've never actually seen it used, but I always thought of it as like a like an an express French press. Yeah. <laughs> to a certain essentially. Level. Yeah. Or like an express pour over, I guess, because it's kind of kind of wooden. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it because it uses air pressure, like that's why they like make it called an aeropress. But I see a lot more um like people use it in camping type settings because it's very easy, it's very quick. Um and it doesn't take, like, you don't have to set it over a stove or anything or like, I mean, yeah, you need the hot water, but yeah, you know, you don't have to set it over like a, you don't have to buy a jet boil and bring it on the campsite with you, you know? Okay. D side. Actually, no, this makes sense. So I am running for 20, 28, 20. No. <laughs> oh, this is your presidency campaign. 26, 20. No. 2001 to 24, 24, 2024. No, 28. No, no yeah, it was 28. Yeah, 28. So 2028, I'm going to make my presidential run. <clears throat> and one of my platforms is that uh, coffee needs to come out at a temperature when yeah. I go to buy it. So that way uh, at a lower temperature, so that way I can immediately drink it because I hate uh -huh. the fact that I have to wait to drink my coffee because it burns the shit out of my mouth. Yeah. How important is water temperature in the brewing process it's very important so is, is you're boiling better because that seems to be the case everywhere i go <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about when it comes out i mean okay no when it's served to me when i go oh <laughs> I can't wait to drink this, and I go, Shit, too hot. so it technically shouldn't there is a temperature that we're supposed to serve drinks at um especially if it's like mixed drink, it's easier to tell the temperature based off of the milk that's in it. Um, coffee, that's just like coming out of a drip container. Yeah, we can't really control that. It usually comes out like above 200 degrees, um, but most smart people would wait <laughs> before sipping it right away. Most smart people. Um, oh, I'm sorry that I want to order something to consume and have to wait to consume it. The fuck is this? Korean barbecue? So you, you can order... <laughs> We're you can order, order kids temperature if you want. I said I will cook it for you. <laughs> that means I have to wait. But you still get I don't want to Okay, wait. I agree with that. I don't like cream bar. Well, okay, I love cream bar, but I don't Why? like it because I have to cook my own food. I always make him cook it for me. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm like, if we're going, you're cooking. But it's it's one of those things where like, especially with Korean barbecue, side note, is like when I'm hungry, the absence of yes. food like lets me remember that like like just kind of a little like out of sight, out of mind type of thing until it shows up where I'm just like, God damn, I am starving. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go someplace where I'm probably already hungry before I go and then sit there and look at my food and have to like just stare mm -hmm. at it 
Like I'm there to eat. But okay, so let's cook. let's let's say you go to your typical restaurant. And you're like, I'm hungry. I'm gonna. It's gonna take them about 15 minutes to cook it, regardless, right? Uh, that's what appetizers are for. My okay, friend. right. So <laughs> Korean barbecue has appetizers. Well, I've never I've never had one. So I, do they though? If I've I never seen it, they have their, the, their whole bar section of like. That's appetizers. not really an appetizer though. Is that something that you also have to cook yourself? No, they're ready to go. Oh, interesting. It's like rice. But, it's like salad. Yeah, it's like but it's not an appetizer. That's like the stuff that you, that's the sides that you're supposed to eat with the meat that you. Yeah, cook. that's what comes with it. The ones I go to have hot wings. They've got like. Um, what kind of a Korean barbecue restaurant are you going Road to? Road to Seoul. Oh, I've never been there. To oh, be honest, see? I only go to the best. But Namu was okay till oh, they but... kicked us out, and then they stopped serving <laughs> us. Hmm. Yeah, they like also didn't have appetizers. Like a good story. They also didn't have appetizers. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have appetizers. Interesting. But Road to Soul has appetizers. I highly recommend Road to Soul. I feel like because they like Americanized they it. Hook us up with um, soju. What were you saying, ZK? I was gonna say I feel like if they serve appetizers, it's because they're making it more like American friendly. Oh yeah, absolutely. For this guy, who's hungry and can't wait five minutes for me to cook his damn meat. It takes more than five minutes. Or longer than five goddamn no, minutes. No, it does not. Well, yes, it does. Depending on which kind of meat. Depending you on have. what you get, because if you get um, pork. Pork yet, takes longer, like, yes. Yeah, so, but but if I got you um, chicken, what is I, it called? Uh, chicken sucks, but that's fine. Uh, bulgogi. No, the the super thin one. Um, brisket. If I got you brisket, it's super thin. I throw it on the hot grill. It takes like five minutes, and then you're good to go. You can eat it. One way to eat brisket, my friend. No, slow roasted for like <laughs> two days. They don't do that at Korean barbecue. Well, it's not worth my time then. I'm going to call ahead and be like, I need you to slow roast you, this can, for can two you, days. Can you please smoke right. this brisket? Because <laughs> we're in America. I'm going to put some liquid smoke on your brisket. <laughs> That's oh, God. <laughs> I made some jerky with liquid smoke and it tasted Dude, awesome. liquid smoke tastes bad. Like, Did it? Does it really taste Kahlua good? Kahlua pork with liquid smoke. Yeah. That's fucking delicious. What did you say? I've, I've heard like not good things about liquid smoke. But, uh, I mean. it. You shouldn't put it in your eyeball. I mean, it. it it definitely tastes. It's not kind real. of obvious that it's not like a actual, yeah, sm- like it's not smoked like meats, yeah. Um, mm. But I, I like I've made jerky twice, twice using it, and um, the first time I like accidentally put too much in like when I was making it, and it was like a very overpoweringly fake flavor. Mm. Uh, but then I like broke it, I like cut it in half, and it was significantly better. Where it was like just like a hint of that like hickory flavor and i was like nice. oh this is nice yeah subtle yeah liquid smoke used in the right proportions is good naturally mm-hmm. um so back to brewing temperatures so there is kind of like an, a, a regular like brewing temperature that like is kind of like well i guess there's a there's an interesting conversation to be had then when we're looking at so with like cold brew versus mm-hmm. a hot brew <laughs> i guess well yeah, yeah. normal brew Nor- whatever what would you yeah. consider hot bruh hot, hot coffee um hot bruh so there's very there's obviously there's a variation between that and so uh-huh. i guess like what would be one out of curiosity what is like is there a different standard like, yeah like a difference between the two in the sense of like what you get what like what the end result oh. is using a cold brew versus a hot okay. brew well, yeah one's hot one's cold <laughs> boom science there, is that it no i mean okay so again going back to flavor profiles when uh, it's like wine. Like if you have coffee or sorry, if you have wine that's chilled versus not chilled, right? There's a, a way to have it to get the flavor profile that you want out of it. 
technically cold brew is a lot stronger caffeine wise or caffeine content wise, because you use double the amount of coffee to brew it. Um, but the other difference is cool coffee tastes different than hot coffee. Like you'll even notice it when you drink your cup of coffee, like as it starts to cool, it starts having different flavor profiles to it. It's similar to what you would see at like a cupping table. So when they're grading coffees, they essentially have all of these coffees on like a lazy Susan and it starts hot because they put hot coffee in it. And then the more they kind of go around tasting it, the less hot the coffee becomes. So it starts having different flavor profiles. So they're able to pick out those nuances. So again, depending on what kind of coffee or region you have, you'll probably want it more cold than more hot, or maybe you'll want it more room temperature than hot. Um, I feel like most people, when they want a cold brew, it's just as they want a cold coffee or like an iced coffee versus having a hot coffee. So in terms of what the regular consumer likes, um, that's the main difference is the temperature. But in terms of someone who really knows coffee, again, they're not gonna take the most expensive coffee in the world and make it into a cold brew because A, you have to use more of it. So it's gonna be a lot more expensive for you. And B, it's probably best if it's served at a warmer temperature. Okay. Now, now is this just me being stupid or is it my highly delicate taste buds, uh, refined taste buds? Cause I always feel like, like with cold, like with a cold brew that it, it like hot, part of the reason why I don't usually drink hot coffee is, um, it's almost always feel like tastes like acidic to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't generally enjoy that. Yeah. Um, versus whenever I've had like, a, like cold brew, it always seems to be like, it seems to feel less acidic, um, yeah. both like in mouthfeel and then taste that makes it, yeah, it is just kind of like enjoy. It seems like a smoother drink to me. And that, is that more of a temperature thing or is that just like a difference when it comes to like the brewing method? Um, it could be both. Um, because with a change in brewing method, it is going to change the mouthfeel, like you said. Um, and obviously like your, your own sensitivity to the temperature is going to make it taste different. But, um, where was I going with this? What did say the question again, one more time? Oh, I like so, lost the, the, thought. so you answered kind of the first part. And so then the, uh -huh. the follow up to that was like, is that, is that something that is like the, the, the change that I, I mm -hmm. taste out of that, um, is that the first question was, is that from more of just like the temperature thing or is that, or is there a an actual, like when we look at the, the chemical difference, I guess, to a certain degree, is there a, a, a physical change in the coffee that you're getting based on the temperature that it's being brewed at? Yes. So yeah, the temperature that it's being brewed at will change its flavor profile. Um, most like hot coffee is supposed to be served at like 185, like degrees Fahrenheit, right. Is like the best way to enjoy it where it's not too hot, not too cold. You're not going to burn your face off, but if you serve it cold or sorry, if you brew it cold, it's going to like, think about, I'm trying to think like, think about like a pressure cooker, right? Like if you're pressure cooking something, it's going to taste different than if you were to microwave it. Like there's different heat temperatures to it that are going to bring out different flavors of what it has. Um, like that's like the best way that I can explain it in like simple terms. Um, but again, like you're, cold brew coffee is usually going to use different regions, which will make it taste different under being cold immersed, which is like a cold brew. Um, cause it's being steeped through it versus running hot water to kind of force it to be cooked too fast kind of thing. 
Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. I don't know if that makes sense. I tried yeah. to like make <laughs> No, I think that totally that makes total sense. The the other thing that I was gonna bring up is it depends like if you're getting a cold brew versus a nitro cold brew. Because of course it's gonna change the feel of it again because it's pulled through a nitro tap. Yeah. I've never quite bought into the whole nitro concept. Um it's never really cared it tastes, for. Yeah, I the mouth feels creamier for me in nitros. Yeah. Well, yeah, cause, well, because it's like it's super small bubbles, yeah. right? It's part of it, isn't it? Like <clears throat> the microfoam that develops. I have no idea. I just the crema, right? The crema. The crema, yeah. Get exactly. <laughs> cream? No, it's cream? crema. Cream? Crema. I don't know shit about coffee. That's the that's the froth that you get from um, like espresso bean juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm un- I'm uncultured. I'm uncultured. Obviously. Yeah. So everything that you just said, can you now relate it to whiskey so Eric yeah. understands what's yeah. happening? Let's, let's go that way. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. That's how it is. Ah, I get it it's now. It's all about the peat. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, scotch, Which, because they're not the same. Yeah, thank you. Quick quick, quick question for you, um, E.T. Have you seen the documentary Neat about No, like, not bourbon? yet. I have not. You should watch it. I want to. It's pretty good. Pretty good. What's Pertigard. that? Burger, yeah. neat. It's about whiskey. 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 You're a Not scotch. <laughs> nah, you'll, they'll be fine. <laughs> um, awesome. All right. Well, I feel like that's majority of my my personal coffee questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually so put feelers out there earlier and uh, got a couple questions back. Ooh, some oh. some listener questions. Yeah. Um, Jeff wants to know. Jeff French. Uh, Jeff French wants to know. Oh, shout out to Jeff French. What's the best roast for the highest caffeine? A light roast. A light roast. Ooh. A light roast. That that's right. Like I, I've light roast. Like the darker the coffee, because it's roasted longer, generally burns off. Quote unquote, burns off more of the caffeine. Correct? correct. I'll have to share that because a lot of people that I know think it's the dark roast that gives more caffeine. No opposite okay. i mean they might be thinking of like an espresso which will have more caffeine per volume because yeah. it's a smaller amount um but technically like a light roast cup of coffee is going to have more caffeine it's kind of why you don't usually see like a coffee shop serving light roast um as the day goes on they'll mm-hmm. kind of empty out those canisters because the caffeine content is higher um so i would say a light roast robusta probably is going to have the highest caffeine it's nice. coming back full circle, baby. There you go. Um, oh, I guess to touch on that too, because like Starbucks has like a light roast, but they also have a blonde roast. What's the difference? Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Semantics. Because <laughs> I've I've seen it like on their like like the drips. It's like light roast, yeah. blonde roast, and then dark roast, and I'm like. It's uh, essentially the same thing. Like you can say, uh, yeah, like they'll be like, oh, it's a blonde or whatever. Uh, if they use blonde, it means light roast. Um, sometimes they'll see it written on like a coffee bag, like light slash blonde. Same mm-hmm. thing, really. Okay. So, so just, just, mar- just redundancy. Yeah, but it's weird because they don't say like brunette roast yeah. like on the opposite end. It's like literally like blonde, medium, dark. <laughs> if they use that. Ugh, lame. The worst. Now we, need, now we need to have like straight wavy curly. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There you go. Red, yeah. brunette, braided, dirty blonde. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Strawberry dirty blonde. blonde. Dirty, but dirty, oh, bro, this is what we can use for oh, our dirty our blonde. Dirty room. blonde is like a uh, is like a, a dark a dark oh. light roast mix. Done. There you go. Got it. Patent pending. Oh, here's another question. How do you decaffeinate it? So there is a yeah, there's a decaffeination process that happens. I 
don't do it on my end. It mm-hmm. happens to the bean itself before like it becomes roasted. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, there's a whole process. I don't do it myself, so I couldn't speak on it. Okay. Um, but it, from what I've like read, it's almost like a reverse like process that they do instead of letting it dry, like too long, there's different time periods onto it, but it doesn't actually, like when you get decaf coffee, there's actually still trace amounts of caffeine in it. Um, it removes probably like 95%, but there's still like a 5% caffeine content in it. That sounds like a, a response that most of these CrossFitters who got busted would say. There's just it's, a trace amount. It's like non-alcoholic <laughs> beer where there's like there's yeah. still a little alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. I got another one for you. Sure. I don't know the fuck a burr grinder is, but burr grinder versus blade <laughs> grinder, which is better? Who, who has, I just want to know who asked that question. Uh, you don't have to say who it is. Actually, don't, actually, don't say who it is. Okay. I don't want to expose them. It, it's it's um, a former it's a former athlete of mine. Okay, that could be anybody. Yeah. Um. So burr grinder versus blade grinder. You. Uh, this is actually one of the questions that I got, like on my story when I posted it too. So, it depends again on what you want to do with your coffee. Are you someone who is looking for quality? If you are, get a burr grinder because you have more room to play with your brewing methods. Um, Like for French press, you wanna use more of a coarse coffee, espresso, um, a mocha pot, you wanna use more of a fine grind. So the burr grinder is gonna give you more of that um, detailed kind of, um, you know, nuance to how you grind it because you can really just get real what we call dialing in um in like a coffee shop you're like oh did you dial in the espresso or did you dial in the beans um that will give you that refined grind size if you do a blade it's going to be pretty uneven where it's like literally sticking coffee into a blender and they're going to come out all different sizes but they won't be you know very consistent between it so you're going to get an inconsistent quality if you don't care, you really just want to get a caffeine kick. You don't care about drinking a sludge. You're just going to run it through a drip coffee maker, whatever, get a blade grinder. They're cheaper. They're like 10 bucks a piece, you know, versus a burr grinders will be like anywhere from $50 at minimum to, you know, a couple hundred of dollars, like depending on which brand you get um, and like who's making it. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Hey, we're looking- so like burr grinders that you see. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You first. I was like burr grinders that you see at coffee shops. Like those are like three, two, three hundred dollar like grinders. Oh my God. It's because we're in third wave of no, high quality. Are we going into fourth wave? She said we were going into fourth wave. We are going into fourth wave. Trans- we're in the transitional Boom. period. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Like ska. Hey. Ska. Um, one other person. <laughs> I okay. Et, I thought you liked ska too. I do like ska. Well. Not on the level that Ryan likes ska. Okay, you make it sound like I'm a weird fanatic. Super fanatic. So have you seen this? Have you seen the ska documentary? Who cares? (laughs) No, I like ska. (laughs) Anyway, what else you got? Oh, um, opinion of Starbucks. Honestly, (sighs) again, (laughs) I'm gonna. I feel like. Oh, my opinion. Your opinion. Um, okay. I don't hate it because it's very, the, what Starbucks does well is make coffee very accessible and very convenient. And if, if one person starts to fall in love with coffee and learn about the farmers because they tried a cup of coffee from Starbucks, I'm all for it. You know, um, again, I'll relate it back to fitness. People can say, well, what about these Instagram fitness trainers? I'm like, dude, if one person decides to get their life 
<laughs> in shape because they saw, you know, some random fitness Instagram influencers page, even though it may not be quality, like I'm all for it because it brings the access there. It brings, you know, it brings coffee to the masses, it brings fitness to the masses. So my personal opinion is it's convenient and it does a good job for what it was intended to do um, in terms of quality you know, subpar, of course, it's not the best coffee out there, but if you go to a roastery or a reserve, sorry, um, they will actually offer different blends there, which will taste significantly better than what you see at your regular Starbucks down the street. Hell yeah. Nice. So with that idea or that topic in mind, then when, Mm -hmm. for the greater Los Angeles area, um, when we're looking at kind of, and obviously we had, we got to exclude home homegrown for this one. So I apologize, but what would be like, your go-to type of place for somebody who actually understands the taste of coffee, like where would you recommend somebody to go? Um, so there's a few that I like. Um, a lot of these places I actually haven't been to in quite a while because of course pandemic. Um, one that I would recommend in Monrovia is called Gray and Cash. It's right there on Myrtle. Um, they serve ritual coffee, I believe um, is what, what they have on brew there. So they don't actually serve their own. But if you're looking for someone that does serve their own like brand, um, look at Good People Coffee in um, West LA. Uh, One of my friends, Chuck, he actually owns that that place. Um, He's a really good guy. He knows a lot about coffee. If you want to learn about coffee, I highly recommend going to shops like his where the baristas are very um, well-knowledged in, you know, the different nuances of coffee and different details of it. But if you're looking for somewhere where it's just very like friendly and less like you don't feel so intimidated, um, you know, go to somewhere like Mantra Coffee in Azusa. Um, you can go to Fika Fika in Arcadia, you know, like they're going to be very friendly with you there, but um, not to say that they don't know the details. They probably do if you ask them as well, but it's not going to feel so hipstery to you. So you maybe won't feel as intimidated, but even at the places where it is a little bit more hip, um, you know, like your like your stump towns, like your, um, you know, steelhead coffees in Long Beach. Um, they, a beginner who wants to learn might be afraid to ask questions, but always ask the barista questions because they probably really do want to answer them. Like they're probably someone like me, you know, who are like, I know all these things, but no one's asking me and I want to just tell them, but I'm not going <laughs> to say it if they don't ask, you know? Um, I would actually say if you do go to a specialty coffee shop, ask them the goat story um, or the story of coffee and maybe like 85%, you know, 85 to 95% of the baristas will know exactly what you're talking about. And they'll tell you exactly what the story of coffee is regarding the goat. Okay. So we'll keep that a secret. You have to, you have to talk to your barista. Yeah. I'll tell you guys after. (laughs) Perfect. Um, uh, in line with that, what do you think about Phil's then? Because I feel like any, I've been to Phil's like twice and they kind of do the same thing. They kind of explain the coffee to you. But then um, I've been told like they tell you the notes or hints of coffee. And then your brain is like, okay, well, now I'm going to search for those notes and hints of that coffee. So I believe to a certain degree sommeliers and people who like kind of tell you what the flavor profile is, is bullshit to a certain <laughs> because so I went on and, and this, this is like a, I, I mean, I've, ta- I've, I've tested this myself, mm-hmm. so it's obviously very scientific, but when I went to uh so lost spirits is a distillery uh, downtown yeah. LA 
fantastic when everything's open back up and I hope to God they survived. Um, they have a, an amazing tour. That's the tour. You're, yeah. Yeah. I it's a, it's the Pirates of the Caribbean one, right? Where it's like a boat. Where, yeah. You start off on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Literally you get on a boat. I want to be, I want to do the this. It's the best. <laughs> it's, it's just downtown LA. Uh, but one of the things that they talk about, and this is like, I know this just, you know, from like beer, for example, beer, beer, for example, um, everything like, so all of these things give off what are called like uh, vol volatile organic compounds, which are, um, and there's like thousands of them. And whenever you're made like with foods and, and this, especially drinks where it's kind of like a brewed fermented, like things change, there's molecular changes. Um, these compounds will, there's, they start to be created and our brains can only comprehend so much at so, so many points in time. And so from smell and then taste, we start to try and our brain will try and paint a picture to give like to, to, to like decipher the code of flavor. And so like, for example, at lost spirits, they don't tell you anything. They say, just drink it. And you, if you ask like, what does it taste like? They'll go taste it. Um, because if you go, because if they were to say, oh, this is going to give like a berry flavor, this is going to give a vanilla flavor. You're going to immediately recognize that versus what your body is actually going to like, tell you what it tastes like where. So like we were tasting these, these whiskeys and like, I was tasting like, um, like more vanilla, um, and some like, I don't know, smoke or something like that, whatever. Um, and then the other person that I was talking to was like, oh, I smell, I like, I'm kind of tasting like more like a banana and like almonds. And that's like our body trying to conceptualize what the hell's happening. So I don't like places like Phil's purely for that reason. Um, because they're telling you what it's going to taste like, and therefore you are going to taste it like somewhat taste it that way versus like you actually have a, your a, an own developed opinion on coffee, on like yeah. the flavor. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, yeah, that's definitely a thing. Um, so again, going back to how you grade coffee or how you taste coffee with like cupping, it's a very quiet room. Um, and like you have papers that you like write your notes on, but no one says like, hey, Ryan, did you taste fruit in that Ethiopian? Because it's like everyone generally knows like an Ethiopian will taste fruity, but none of the cups are labeled in front of you because they want you to use your own taste and use your own sense to figure out what it tastes like to you yourself, because it's going to be different for each person. Um, so if I told you and I wrote Ethiopian and I, like, I tasted it automatically, I'd be like fruity, you know, because like, that's what I know. And I don't want to sound stupid if I don't say it, sound, if I say it doesn't sound like that. Um, but that's why we do like blind cupping. So you can figure out your flavor profiles on your own, because yes, like psychologically, if I'm, if I tell you, you know, like, the sky is blue long enough, you're going to believe me, you know, versus if I say like, Hey, the sky is green because I see it as green. You're going to be like, is it green? I don't know. You know, like what, you know, kind of thing. So I, I agree with you. I don't like when they tell me the flavors, um, because I want to pick it out myself. I don't like Phil's because they're wrong. So the I got flavors are wrong to you. <laughs> yeah. So like I've gotten, I've gotten a couple of them and Case in point. They've told me like, oh yeah, this has notes of cashew and pineapple. And like, you know, your brain goes, okay, well, I know what cashews taste like and I know what pineapple tastes like. And I'll drink it and I'll be like, this has none of that in there. Like not even remote hints of it. And then like cherry, which is a, a super robust flavor, especially if it's gonna be in mm -hmm. coffee, right? They'll be like, oh, this, is, this has cherry and chocolate and blah, blah, blah. And I go, okay, where is it? Where <laughs> is it? That's my problem with Phil's. Like, yeah, they tell me it's there. And I'm like, 
my I know my brain is supposed to be like, okay, let's find it. And then you know me, like mom had us, you know, try her her baked goods, but wouldn't tell us what's in it. So we always had to guess what was in it. So like I'm good at that. And when you tell me it's in there and I can't find it. I think, okay, so I get why you're saying that, but I also get why the Phil's employee is saying that because whoever roasted the coffee, like the coffee roaster is the one who said, this is the flavor profile and the tasting notes of this coffee. And we're going to say it's that. And that's what you guys are taught to tell everyone, you know? So like I have tasting notes or I used to include tasting notes on my coffee bags as well. Um, I stopped doing it because I didn't want people to, this is, I don't want to say it in like a way where it's like people aren't going to know what that taste like is like, but they're not going to taste that unless they actually cup the coffee. Because when you cup the coffee, like I can cup an Ethiopian and immediately taste blueberries or like something fruity in my mouth. But if I drink that, it just tastes acidic to me and citrusy because your, your tongue has like the taste buds on it where if it hits it a certain way, you'll have those different senses. I don't remember what they are anymore. Like there's like umami and whatever, you know, on your tongue. Salty. Yeah. yeah, something like that. So if I am cupping it, which is when you like slurp it, I'll get those fruity notes. But if I drink a large cup of it, it just tastes acidic. And I'm like, mm, I don't taste fruits at all. So if I were to put that on my bags, people might think, oh, is this a flavored coffee? And it's like, no. And I was tired of explaining to everyone, like, this is not flavored coffee. These are the tasting notes. And I think, I think part of it goes back to like, it's your body trying to like, your brain is trying to comprehend what's on your tongue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, for whatever reason, these kind of like the compounds within it don't add up for you, then mm-hmm. it's going to give you a weird prof- like flavor profile, Yeah. which right. is like, I experienced the same thing. Like when I first moved here, a buddy of mine was like, he's like best coffee in town fills. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's give it a try. And I like went in and cause they'll like give you like the, the like you, you, they send, they'll give it to you and they'll like yeah. taste it and be like, do you like it? And I felt bad because, um, <laughs> you didn't times, like it. I, well, the first time I was like, this is trash. Yeah. And so, Same. They, and so, cause I, I generally like dark roasts. Um, uh-huh. but this one, I was like, this tastes like fire. So hard pass. <laughs> And then they gave me, and I was like, let me go to like the medium. Cause maybe, maybe they're like a head, they're heavy handed in their roasting. Um, and so they like got a, like a medium roast instead. And it was the same where I was like, this still tastes like trash to me. So mm. I was like, cool. And so I just like was sitting there and I also usually drink coffee black. Um, and so good that man. was, what's up? That's a good man. <laughs> I learned it from a brother. Um, which I think I said this before, but my brother made this comment before about like coffee. Cause I used to put it like. I never was a cream person, but I would put sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And he was, he like made this comment. He was like, well, what if you don't have sugar? I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, well, what if you have coffee, but you don't have sugar? And I'm like, I don't, I guess I would drink it black. He's like, so why don't you just like drink it black now? And I was like, <laughs> God damn your caveman logic works. I'm like, so <laughs> I guess I'll start drinking black coffee now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I tried the coffee again and I was like, I'm not going to turn a third, a second one down to try getting yeah. a third one because I liked, I didn't like two of them. Um, and so I just like begrudgingly drank this thing as I walked around and my friends like, it's pretty good. Isn't it? I was like, mm-hmm. I just don't. Go to <laughs> was it the same? My other question is like, was it the same location? Cause it could have been the barista. No, like, not all baristas are created equal one, either. And then I went to the Santa Monica one and they like, so the Pasadena one, I got the, the cashew and pineapple notes 
And then the Santa Monica one, I, I wanted to try the cherry and chocolate one. And I was just like, this just tastes like burnt coffee to me. Like it does not taste good. There you go. Yeah. Um, oh. There's a, the, the one coffee shop, because we were kind of talking about places that we really like. Um, I really like uh, Groundworks. Oh yeah. LA based. Yeah, like, there's one, like LA, LA based. <laughs> yeah. There's one that's not, uh, like not too far from me that I, I really like, um, it's kind of like my, like Sunday, my Sunday morning walk, mm-hmm. um, where we like take the dog out and stuff. It's like, we'll stop in. Everyone loves the dog. They're like, Oh, he's here. <laughs> Cause it's a giant German shepherd. Aries. And, uh, and yeah, and then we'll like, we'll get a coffee and it's, it's, I love it. It's so good. Um, yeah. Mine's Starbucks. Yeah. Downhill. Groundworks. I don't, I don't uh, really know one around here. They're they're a good they're a good brand. I should have I should have mentioned them. I didn't even think about them. See, okay. because they're also getting big. Like they're at like Whole Foods and stuff. So yeah, yeah. We're I'm starting to I like see them at the at the shop. Well, I mean, I oh, I haven't been in the state for that long, so I guess I can't really <laughs> say too much on that note. But um, yeah, that that's great. Oh. Um, I forget there is one. Oh, it's gonna kill me that I can't remember the name of it. But there is when I was in Chicago, there was this like really like really cool little coffee spot, like right around the corner from me. And their shit was the bomb. And there was like three of them in the city. If that, no, I think there's only two and mm. holy shit. Was it so good? Cause it was like, it was like this weird, like hidden gem. Um, because it, it wasn't was, a chain. No, no, it was like, it was, I mean, I guess a chain of two. Um, <laughs> but it was like, it was a local, like a very local like place. And it was awesome because it was for the one for me, it was on, like, I lived off of kind of a side street. Um, and like, you would have to kind of intentionally go down this street or you got lost, but you would like, but you would never really know that this place existed because it was just residential. Um, and it was like, the coffee was fan fucking tastic. It's killing me that I can't remember it right now. Um, and it was a cool little like hangout spot too, because they had it like, uh, it was like, it was weirdly like, it was super like deep, like really long. Um, and they had like a little back, back patio spot and they had this like giant, like fucking like, like library table that ran down like the middle of this entire place. And they had like books and like, it was awesome. That's pretty dope. It was a oh, cool. cool place. I'm gonna look it up right now. Cause it's bothering me. That I can't remember it. <laughs> yeah. Chicago has, um, I mean, similar to like Seattle, right. Where it's kind of considered like a coffee Mecca. I feel like Chicago has like a Mecca for. Like you guys have a lot of good stuff, like craft stuff there. Yeah. Mecca, Mecca of deep dish pizza. Um, yeah. Like pizza, beer, coffee. You guys yeah. got a big giant bean. Yeah. <laughs> Cloudgate. Put some respect on the name. Is that what it's, it's called? Yeah. It's, yeah. Called, it's called Cloudgate. Yeah. I learned that uh, this past year too. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was supposed to go to Chicago last year, then friggin' that's pandemic. Just that's just me trying to flex unnecessary knowledge. I'm just flexing like Cloudgate on you. It's called Dollop. Dollop, Dollop Coffee is the bee's knees for my Chicago, my, my Chicago peeps. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta write it down next time I decide to go over there or whenever I get to go over there. Hey, should yeah. go over there this year. You, yes. That's the plan. I mean, hopefully, right? Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I'm down. yeah, Chicago. I mean, look, obviously I'm biased cause that's where I'm from <laughs> admittedly, but you like, you can't really deny the fact that like that Chicago is a really awesome city um for a lot of reasons but definitely from like a you know if you do like food and drink i mean there's so much there when it comes to 
varieties of things that yeah. you can get as well as there is like, like you were saying, there is very much like a kind of like a craft like scene there when it comes to like coffee, when it comes to alcohol, you know, beer, um, some of my favorite, and honestly, some of my favorite breweries aren't even in Chicago. They're actually, Michigan is actually one of my go-tos when we're, when I'm looking at beer, um, shout out to shorts, baby, <laughs> um, shorts brewery. It's the best. So good. Um, and Wisconsin actually, cause I really like, um, spotted cow by Nuclearis. What? They have a lot of beer in Wisconsin. They do. Yeah. Um, but it, but Chicago is like, is a really cool, like little place where you can find these, like you can find very niche things, yeah. um, that if you, if there's somewhere, if, if you like it, it exists like almost guaranteed. Chicago's also uh, yeah. Gotham. Chicago's also Gotham. So <laughs> there's that also too. Also important note. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I've never been to Chicago, but I always wanted to. So it's nice. Can't say much besides, you know, we're probably better in sports than them, but yes. you know. Oh yeah. By the way, that's who asked who, who has better sports. Chicago who has LA. better sports. Yeah. Uh, Chicago has four teams. LA has like 19. That's right. So yeah. my law, so of law, law is more better. It's definitely more gooder. <laughs> um, so, but just by pure law of statistics, then obviously it's going to be better, more winning, way more better. I mean, yeah. Who won the World Series last year? I don't know. Didn't watch. We did. Who? The Doyers? Who won, uh, who won the NBA uh, championships? Oh, bro. That's fine. I mean, I, well, look, I mean, Chicago, I mean, Chicago's not necessarily known for its current best sports teams. <laughs> no. Um, definitely baseball is not not high on the list. Um, no. The Cubs won a couple no. years ago for the first time in over 100 years. Uh, the White Sox won in, what, 25 or 05? Um, 05, yeah. Yeah, and that was the last time they won. Um, the, uh, the Bears have been uh, quite a while. The, uh, like, what is it? The Blackhawks? The Chicago? The Black the Blackhawks are probably the, the best. Probably the most winningest uh, Chicago team. No. Who has more? Uh, probably the Bulls. Oh, that's right. The Bulls. Mm. Yes. I mean, Cur I stand corrected. Though I will say, sports-wise, the Bulls have arguably one of the most well-known basketball players in all of existence. So did the Lakers. I mean, so do the Lakers. I ain't going to argue that one. No, I mean, I'm, I mean, not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not disagreeing. No, but I, I, I would yeah. like agree with you that. Jordan. Yeah, like Michael Jordan is. Bryant. Is, oh, it's not a comparison. Comparison, baby. It's, I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no like comparison. I mean, Kobe, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, like, Whoa. I'm, I'm not a basketball person. So Whoa, yeah, I, do not compare LeBron James to Kobe Bryant. Hold on. Yeah. You don't know where I'm going with this. Although Paolo would agree with him. I. I'm not a basketball fan, so I'm, I can't speak really much on anything other than that. But the fact that somebody like me can knows you, the you, name, just know that knows the names, yeah. like I, that's where I kind of think of like name recognition. It's um, true. Like every every person, if you live in the United States, likely knows Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. They likely know Kobe mm -hmm. Bryant, mm -hmm. and they likely know LeBron James. Who? Um, <laughs> LeBron James. Who? LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. Um, that's true though. I'll give you that because his, he's very recognizable. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's a collector's shoe at this point. Yeah. <laughs> that's also true. Air Jordan baby. So expensive. Um, but yeah, otherwise like the rest of the sports are kind of, you give a shit. Yeah. I mean, somebody cares about it. It's just not me. <laughs> Rock em, suck em, football. Um, 
uh, where, what were, what where were we going what? with this? Just, we were just talking about Chicago. Yeah, we were just awesome. talking about Chicago being yeah. awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, Chicago has good things. I feel like Chicago has things that LA has, but I think the difference is like LA talks about our stuff a lot more, whereas Chicago is these like these hidden gems that you were saying, where it is still very specialty. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys have a lot of uh, speakeasies out there? Speakeasies? Yeah. They they exist. Actually, a really famous one uh, is called uh, the the not the aviary. Actually, it might no. It's either aviation or aviary. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, but it's a it is like they have a speakeasy mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and it's there's because you know Chicago has been around for a while. It's been around for a while, and has it's it? kind of. No, it, like there's, you know, you think about like gangsters and mobsters and like prohibition era. Um, these, some, so some of these, some of these places have kind of maintained these kind of like hideaways. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I'm pretty sure it's the aviary, which, um, is a really popular, it's a very popular bar in kind of the uh, river North area. Um, where actually, if you look if fun, I just kind of recently learned about this, but like when we look at like cocktails, um, that place has produced a lot of like these really great bartenders who have like mm. written into books about like cocktails and recipes and these like specialty like techniques and stuff like that. Damn. Um, That's but that cool. place, but that place has a client of, oh, old client of mine took me there. Um, but this place has a, like a speakeasy in it, which is a speakeasy in it, which is like selective and how you get into it. Um, and so we got like a, so when you get like, you get allowed to go effectively like a bartender has to kind of like you essentially and you kind of they slip you some mm -hmm. information um it's bullshit but you know it's fun and uh and so you like texas number you reserve a spot and when you go they uh it's just for drinks and they'll ask you like some random questions about like you and your personality and all this stuff and then they just show up with the drink and like they'll just make you drinks off of that that's fucking awesome it's pretty cool, cool right like you, you go in like you get a code you have to go to like a special spot in the back and like they'll open a door for you it's it's pretty nifty it's better than one in pasadena you just call and ask for the password oh yeah, yeah no, but you still gotta knock on the door you no you don't actually i don't even think you walk uh, knock on the door you walk up and it's the back there's a bouncer yeah but you don't have to knock you just literally you just literally say i had to knock to and go oh uh, password is like i think I had it was carrot cake one night and I was like, oh, password's carrot cake. And he's like, all right, come on in. Like, it wasn't even fun, man. Like, no, that yeah. sucks. Mine was fun when I went. Like, it would literally, you had to go to the back and then, like, you knock and then the guy, like, moved the curtain and he's like, what's the password? And I was like, nah, I don't I know. Mine was, I, I feel like it was like cucumber or something. I'm like, cucumber. Was he's outside. Like, all right, come in. Disappointed. Oh. Yeah, th this one's a little bit more of the the experience where it's like, you can't go that day. You have to kind of be like, you oh, have to wait. I can mm. go later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like small room. It's pretty cool. It was a really neat experience. <laughs> I like that they cool. uh, drink profile you. And yeah, that's awesome. It was yeah. really cool. It was wildly expensive. You know who could do that is uh, Percy. Percy could drink profile you. Oh, he he definitely did. He's, he's he did that to Marissa and I. Yeah, he is a master drink maker. Like that a mixologist, yeah, some would say. That guy mm -hmm. could. I would say he's better than like because you you know a lot of bartenders call themselves mixologists. I would say he's above that. Well, they're liars. I agree. They're just bartenders. Yeah. No I shame agree. to a bartender. I was one, but I, I could not as well. I could not slap together a random drink by any means. <laughs> but no, man, Percy, Percy can fucking put together a drink. Oh yeah, like no one's. He's business. a. He, I think that's like the difference from Percy is he is a he's a professional. Yeah. Right? It's not a job. It's his profession. Yeah. And so he like kind of how we're talking about with like CK here when it comes to like coffee like 
she's taken the time to actually like dive into the nuances of it and to understand how it all conceptually works. So that way then you can kind of put it all together in the end to give an awesome product. Is that why you brought me bitter coffee? You called me and you gave me bitter coffee. (laughs) Because it speaks to your soul. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Exactly. Rude. Great endorsement. (laughs) Hey, I promoted the shit out of her. It's true. Um, Or prohibition speakeasies Chicago Chicago. random random uh kind of pseudo speakeasy so my first week in LA so I first moved here knew zero people um other than the people that I started working like then I met when I first started working at the at Equinox Mm -hmm. so I met this met this girl um and she was like oh you're new and like met this other guy kind of associated with her and they're like oh we'll take you out because my birthday was coming up and i was like i don't have anybody to spend my birthday with this is fun uh can't wait that's nice of them yeah and so they were like oh well like let's go out for your birthday and so we went to went to some place and then she uh she was like oh one of my friends is djing like you want to go like want to go and i'm like mm-hmm. i don't like clubs but i have nothing better to do nor anybody else to hang out with so yes and so we went to uh yeah, Bootsy Bellows, um, which is like some club in Beverly Hills. Uh, the wildest night of my life um, in the sense of like the the common phrase of that night was you don't understand what's happening. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> um, I don't get it. So we uh, so we go there and so we get in free. Fantastic. So I was like, yes, already a start, already a great start. And I was like, ooh, got into apparently a nice club for free. Just walk past all this line. Great. Um, and so we go in, we walk like I grab like uh we grab a drink and we like walk up to the like the stage and she's like that's not my friend and i was like well this is the only like it's not a yeah. huge place like this is the only place that you can see a dj and she's like hold on so leaves talks to this guy like so we walk back talk to this guy you know like a bouncer or something and she goes and he like does his little like radio thing and he's like okay here come with me speaking of speakeasies this is why it's full circle walks up to this wall like a, like looks like just a straight up regular wall pushes into it and the entire like entire wall shifts and pulls open and there is an entire back area that is like vsip um like bar that's badass and i'll i'll, I'll tell you more about this like off off yeah. this of just like who i met there <laughs> cuz like ha- yeah what's up no, I was gonna say, I feel like you had like the most like the, LA like experience. Oh, <laughs> you're like the first time being here. I've never experienced that in my life again. It was like literally a one-time thing where I did not know what was happening, nor was I able to fully enjoy it, enjoy it for what it was, knowing that it was gonna be a fleeting experience. <laughs> um, but it was wild as hell. And I was standing, I was just standing there like, what? And yeah, this entire wall came back, and then yeah, that's badass. It was insane. That's wild. And I was like, hell yeah! And then drinks were free at that point, oh. so it was even better. God, <laughs> you're like, I love LA. <laughs> and it was well that at that point for me, like, I mean, I shit you not, it was like week one um, of me being in LA, and it only I'll, gets worse from there. Yeah, and but I know, like, that entire experience was like, oh, this is really fun and cool. But at the at the end of it, I was like, this is definitely not me like if anything mm-hmm. confirmed a little bit more about who i am to myself it was that experience where i'm like like i'm not interested in any of this any of this nonsense <laughs> um yeah anyway wild oh, fuck what an experience speaking of speakeasy jesus yeah right. um, magic walls 
What'd you say? Magic walls and free DJs. And free DJs. No, uh, DJs and free drinks. And magic walls. And magic walls. That was wild. Like, I, can't, I, I, lit, I, I like want to go back just to be like, this, this, is, this is the wall. <laughs> yeah, that like, doesn't exist anymore. Because it was like legit like, uh, like, ma- like what you would see in like a movie of like some spy mm. that has like a perfectly sealed like hidden room. You just you walk past it and you get like oh I'm just walking through like a slight hallway to go to the bathroom. I need one of those here. Nope, it's a goddamn other part of a club. <laughs> Man, see now I'm like taking notes. If I ever open a coffee shop, I'm gonna have to have one of those oh, revolving that walls. Would be <laughs> That'd be so dope. Yo, hey. All right, not if I'm speaking into when. existence now. When it's not if it's when. What? True. You have to yeah. speak like it's already gonna happen in the future. It's already happened. Mm. What if it was like a, a CrossFit gym that like had the coffee shop speakeasy in the back? That'd be sick. I'd be into it. I'm, um, I'm sold on the idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm in. I'm in. I don't have right, any. We'll make it happen. I'm in. I mean, do any of us? Uh, we'll I'm, rich in, I'm rich in spirit. We'll, we'll, we'll promote <laughs> you on on the show. There you go. So I'm like I said, speaking into existence. Now it's gonna happen. There we go. When it happens. Yeah. When we yeah. get our million dollar contract. When we, when, this we, podcast. when we sell for $200 million to Spotify <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. in 45 years, yeah. you'll have your coffee shop. We'll be our the founders. You'll have your coffee <laughs> There you shop. go. We'll have our speakeasy and somewhere in the middle, there'll be a CrossFit gym. Yeah. We'll do it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Can we get a smoothie bar too? Sure. We can do whatever we want. Right, We're cool. rich. We have yeah. $200 million. We got a few money at <laughs> yeah. that point. We can do whatever we want. Yes. I, I want to have we, we'll, money. We will I serve really only civic coffee. There you go. The limit does not exist at that point. Exactly. Uh, Wait, that's the cat poop coffee? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We got to bring it full circle. Yeah. Cat poop. Cat poop. Have you ever had mm-hmm. it, by the way? Cat poop? No. No. It's expensive. It's like $100 a cup. Fuck. Yeah. Well, because it sells for like 600 a pound. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I said, yeah, as if I knew that, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a good No. Yeah, I haven't. At this point. I mean, if someone gave it to me, I'd be down to try it, but I'm not going to be like, well, let me just give you a hundred bucks. It's like I mean, $2 a sip. <laughs> if I'm being honest, like I would pay for it. If, if, if like I knew a place around here that like sold it. Well, we are going to mm-hmm. do our expensive ass water taste as soon as shit opens. Oh my God. So yes. that's going to be fun. Oh, you should go that since you have. Uh, I'm down. Palette. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I Sweet. can't wait for that. We'll get CK in on it. That'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. Hopefully Zach Efron shows up. <laughs> Uh, the speakeasy, the Beverly Hills speakeasy. No, no, at the water tasting. Long story. <laughs> it, he, okay, he was on. He did a, 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 a like this docu series thing on, on Netflix, Netflix, and one about of the, water. One of the one episodes of the was about water. It was about mineral water and and versus like well tap water. Well, it was just like water. Like the premise mm-hmm. of it was water. And one of the things that they did is there was this like barn in some like French restaurant in Beverly Hills or something like somewhere in that area Hills, yeah. that. uh like has like variations of different waters with like different like mineral contents mm. and whatnot. And so they tasted it with, it was like Anna Ferris. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, or no, Anna, Anna, Anna Kendrick. Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Um, so it's pretty okay. cool. And then eventually through that rest of the episode, they went to, they were in like France yeah. and Iceland, I think, where they were talking about um, just like how the water systems work, where in France, for example, water's free, kind of like it should be. And they um, have like purified drinking water everywhere yeah um so you can go and they have these just like municipal taps that you just like walk up to and it's like drink and you, you can, have yeah you can get clean water you can get bubble water and some or of them are sparkling regular water yeah sparkling water or, or flat water 
Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cool. I'd be down. Yeah. Which kind of like, I didn't have a lot of reasons. Never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but yeah. So it like it definitely is like an intriguing concept for whenever I visit France. Yeah. Because now you have a Champagne reason. France. Uh, no, I'm actually going to prefer. He's going to go to sparkling wine. I'm going to go to sparkling wine France. <laughs> um, I'm a Prosecco guy. <laughs> oh, God. Prosecco. Anyway. Prosecco. No, not Moscato. Oh, I only drank. I drank. Well, I did have a brief Moscato phase when I was in college. I had it when I was working at Trader Joe's. Cool, because the that's when I discovered the uh, barefoot. Oh barefoot ones. yeah. Uh, oh. And I was like, oh, this is like not terrible. Yeah, but it is palatable. Mm-hmm. And uh, we like tried the Moscato one time, and we're like, oh shit, this is like candy. Mm-hmm. Like hell yeah. yeah. Um, the and barefoot then, one, and then the I, I think it was uh, not layer cake, um, cupcake. 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 Cupcake, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the resulting sugar hangover oh, the God. first time that we were like, let's never not again do it like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> never again. Um, so what going back now, I think I feel like do you have any other coffee questions? I think that's it on coffee. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so moving forward, then you were bringing up mm-hmm. about we were talking about like caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so what what was the question that somebody asked? Um, if co- uh, somebody along the lines of like, if coffee or caffeine rather was more harmful or helpful, uh, like before you're working out, which yes, like, as you, uh, I think you mentioned, or maybe I mentioned it, but both of us mentioned it's basically an ergogenic aid at the end of the day, caffeine, essentially, um, most, I guess I'll answer the, the question. Well, yeah. Most caffeine, I mean, most caffeine or sorry, most pre-workout supplements already have caffeine in a natural form in them. So caffeine, yes, is in coffee. I feel like the question was more so asking about caffeine before a workout in terms of coffee before a workout. Do I recommend it? Uh, Again, it's up to your coffee or caffeine sensitivity if you can hang or not. I prefer it um, over pre-workout. Pre-workout just makes me jittery. I already like coffee, so why not um, use it as my pre-workout? Some people it might not. help them any, maybe they aren't someone who's really receptive to stimulants of that, of that kind. So it might work against them in that form. Um, but I would say if you're a coffee drinker and you want a pre-workout, yeah, use it as your, as your caffeine, as your ergogenic aid. I mean, there's a bunch of studies that you can even look into that show, you know, with caffeine supplements, the like cyclists and people were able to perform a lot better, you know? So, yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, I helpful. 100% agree. I think it's a I think when it comes to like with the like caffeine as a as a like a support or the aid mm-hmm. um cuz I mean in reality it is a performance enhancing drug like yeah. to add on top of what you're talking about with like these studies like you'll find um uh hitting it back to the uh the supplements episode I referenced <laughs> um examine.com like 45 times but that is a really good resource to go to. Um, but one of the things that you'll find with like, with caffeine is, um, you'll have, or there are studies to suggest like, um, anaerobic, uh, support, even potentially, um, fat loss to a certain degree. Cause mm-hmm. usually when people are, um, have acute, uh, acute takes of caffeine, you'll find, um, higher profile of like fatty acid in the blood, which they kind of relate roughly to fat mobilization, um, for something called apopt- apoptosis. I'm, if I'm correct, think that's right. No, it's not right. It's not apoptosis. That's cellular regeneration. Eh, anyway, something. <laughs> yeah. oh, shit, this is going to bother me that I, I don't know the word. 
I'm thinking of everything else. Like I then I just thinking like, okay, it's not gluconeogenesis. Jesus. It is. Oh my God. Oh, well, anyway, fat mobilization. No, I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, oxidate, fat oxidation. Is that your yeah, no, That works. Whatever. Sure. Um, I should know this. I, t- I taught anatomy before. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> um, I was a bio, I was like a bio, biochem major. I definitely should know this. <laughs> it's a whatever. Anyway, metabolism. I got a C in biology, so I don't know any of this. Um, so, but yeah, you look at like uh, anaerobic endurance, aerobic endurance also increases. You see power mm-hmm. output endurance. Generally, you start to, you see um, agility increase as well, um, though there's been a slight notice in decrease in accuracy on top of that. Um, so yeah, there's definitely like huge benefits, uh, cognition, right. You tend to see yeah. more so like focus, not necessarily like you're thinking faster or you're better. Mm-hmm. Like you just have more kind of clarity to a certain degree. Um, and one of, uh, though the one thing that I do like note, note on that is like, there is, there is like a, a steep fall off for a lot of people with that, where when you start becoming tolerant to caffeine, um, you start losing necess- like the physiological effects in all of those positives that we just noted. Um, and you start to really, you just become tolerant to it. And what you get in turn is just the wakefulness because of how, uh, caffeine affects the, um, adenosine receptors in your body. Um, so you just become more awake, you just stay awake, but you l- tend to lose the jitteriness and then pretty much any positive effects of that. <laughs> so it's kind of beneficial not to abuse caffeine like because yeah. i mean if you i mean like honestly if you really want to think of it like caffeine caffeine is probably the most abused drug in the world 100 percent. like yeah. like i mean it's a daily like, dosages yeah no. i mean how many people are taking something that has physiological and potentially psychological mm-hmm. effects on a daily on like daily yeah. I mean, alcohol yeah. is one of them, but, um, like, caffeine yeah. is Caffeine's way huge. more popular, um, yeah. across the world, whether, whatever, regardless of whatever form you're getting it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but yeah, I think it is like one of those, like you have to be also be very mindful of like how you're using it because if you're taking in a shit ton of, like if you're taking in caffeine consistently for long periods of time, like you lose the benefits. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you are trying to use it as an aid, like take some like use it infrequently so that way mm-hmm. when like when you when you do use caffeine whether you know if you're drinking coffee or an energy drink or a pre-workout um you're actually getting the caffeine of benefits um yep. rather than just being jittery for god knows what reason would you say yeah. would you say caffeine is addictive or people with addictive personalities get hooked easier on caffeine I was gonna, I mean, I feel like you could argue both. Yeah. Because someone has an addictive personality, they can they can get addicted to anything. Mm-hmm. Like they get, I feel like this is like similar to why people who were addicts in the past like work out so heavily and are so fit because they have addictive personalities. Um, but because caffeine does act like a drug as well, I think. I mean, you can have withdrawals from it. Like I think both can be correct because it's both addictive as well as someone who would abuse it would be someone with an addictive personality. Yeah. No, I I think, I think you're right on with that one. Um, I, I, I feel like I would argue, I think I, I know you can have with like, you can have like withdrawal symptoms from, Mm -hmm. from caffeine from again, from that receptor kind of override for the most part. Um, 
but I think more so it's less of a physiological uh, addiction and more of a psychological addiction in the sense mm -hmm. that it's more so about the the um, ritual of having yeah. God, right? And that's like, so I used to smoke. And one of the things that was hardest for me was not necessarily kicking the physical addiction of it. Um, it was more so the habits that I created around smoking. So when it was like, oh, I get in my car, light up a cigarette. Well, when I was trying to quit and I would go into my car, I'm just like, I could feel the sensation of like, damn it, what do just I that do? that natural motor response. Mm -hmm. just... Yeah, I've just built up the habit. And so I think coffee is a very similar thing with a lot of people where it's this like, it's this ritual and this habit of like, well, I get up, I have coffee. Like mm -hmm. it's, I'm going on my lunch break. I'm going to go have a coffee, mm -hmm. right? Or I'm yeah. going to go meet up some friends. Let's go meet up and have coffee. Um, so it's become, so it just becomes so ingrained in our day to day mentally. Um, and then we associate it with certain, certain things. Like I have a great time when I meet Eric up for coffee. Mm -hmm. So now coffee means it's a good thing to me. Um, and that's like, I think that's more of where it wasn't least, meeting me. It was the coffee. It wasn't you. you. It was the coffee Son of a <laughs> because I was drinking that homegrown bro. <laughs> oh. There you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would agree with that as well. <laughs> it was so good. Think about it like this. If there's a selling point, homegrown coffee is so good that my friend decided to not give me the bag that was mentioned meant for me. There you go. I'm going to, I just got to, there's your slogan. Clip that video. Yeah. Just post yeah. it everywhere. I'll clip, I'll clip it for you. <laughs> so good. You don't get any. Yeah. It's so good. I won't give it to my friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> as you should be. <laughs> You know, we put all of our other coffees on pause when we had those bags to just no. handle. And I was sad when there was no more. We did this and there was no more. Mm. Just like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> ah. yes. Well, you got to send me that DM so I can order more. Well, I, I would text you, but for some reason you can't text back. So, you know, I don't know. This We've has had been this an issue, issue before for eight years. You know why, right? No, she hates you. <laughs> well, I, figured. I, want to. I figured she's she's just been a long, no. eight year long joke. Because your because your mom has me on a block list. No, it's because you don't have an iPhone. That's what it is. I don't have issues. That doesn't, don't that have. Does, no, because did you have an iPhone when your texts were coming through? Yes. Okay. See. So how does that, how does there, it work? There, Whatever. There is something with uh, like iMessage uh -huh. that kind of messes with like the texting process. Cause like I've had, I've like messaged some, like an old client of mine or a client of mine, like over and over and over and over again. And I was like, and I eventually I called him and I was like, are you dead? Like, what is going on? And he's like, Hey man, what's going on? Like, I haven't heard you forever. And I'm like, I've been texting you for like months. Like what's going on? He's like, Oh, yeah. I don't always get those messages. That was her. Yeah. That was me. And the, like, like, you're not responding. And I'm yeah. like, to what? Yeah. And then she'll she'll like screen cap it and then send it to me on Instagram. It's just like a bunch of <laughs> Yeah, and, and then I'll send her back mine. Like I literally have none of those. Because yeah. Apple Apple over here trying to be the superior race. And then she was like, You're deleting them. And I was like, Text me right <laughs> now. Deleting Sitting them. right next to each other. Text me right now. Never take them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, you're not the only one that happens to it's happened to me with a few other friends too. Do they have iPhones? Like, no, they have Androids. And so like at first I'm like, man, like are we not friends? Like, oh, are I not friends with this person more? Like, they just blocked me or what? Because sometimes it'll say not delivered, and I'm like, oh, they blocked me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it has something to do with it's it's largely with uh like uh like Apple's like texting communication because I know like mm -hmm. it's it's iMessage is like the main thing that a lot of people use because it doesn't take data or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, or you can do it through the internet. So what you're saying say. is Apple is not superior. 
Um, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Ignore. Wait, do you have an iPhone? My computer. No, n- neither of us do. No, I have a, a Google uh, phone. Yeah. Oh. We have real Google phones are whatever. Though, Moving on. <laughs> though I am very tempted to Don't do uh, break break um, some U.S. rules and Uh-oh. buy a Chinese phone. What are you uh, going to get? Um, Sony Ericsson? Oh, wait, no, no that's not an, Sony. Uh, it's Korea. I think Korean. Sony's Korea, actually. Um, no, I want to get one of the Oppo phones. What the fuck is Oppo? I don't know what that is. It's that underground shit. Um, <laughs> Oppo, Oppo makes like really, like really awesome phones. Um, I almost bought By one China? I'm pretty sure they're Chinese. So you want to be phone. you want to be hacked. You want to be a beacon for hacking yeah. and okay, yeah, cool. Just making sure. Um, look, man, I'm just like my other fellow comrades. We're all in this together. Oh, God. <laughs> Why do you think I wore red today? That's a wow. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's more of a burgundy than a red. Ron Burgundy. Ron. Oh, I was gonna say that Ron Burgundy. <laughs> You're on a delay, so I get to the jokes faster. <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. Well. Oh wait, there is one little coffee uh, history reference. Actually, I have another one that too that uh, I wanted to bring up. Um, CK learned to park in reverse while we were on a <laughs> coffee mission uh, for this is true. Game. Park. In this is reverse. true. Like, like reverse into a spot. Yeah, we had to yeah. do it by GCC. Right. It was GCC. Right. The one by GCC. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It was for sure Glendale. I don't know who was GCC though. Oh. Yeah. But she was, uh, she was like, "Hey, you want to come with me on a on a mission to go get cups?" And I was like, "Yeah, I got shit to do." And then so we were in the parking lot. There's like six spots, and it's a tight parking lot. And she's like, "There's nowhere to park. I gotta go around." And I was like, "There's a spot literally in front, right there. I can't fit I'm there. Like, nope. There's no way." I was like, "Oh, we gonna learn today. <laughs> we gonna." I was learn. like, "I gotta back into that one." I was like, "Ain't gonna happen." Yeah, ain't doing it. We yeah, did. and I was like, "You want to? You want to get the driver's seat?" He's like, "Nope." I was like, no, I'm going to teach you from the passenger seat, and we did it in two tries. It's just this. That's it. All you got to do. Mm-hmm. We did it in two tries. Whatever. I was so proud of her. Congratulations! I'm good at it now. So. You're <laughs> <laughs> um, that, so I actually had one more coffee question because I keep I okay. kept forgetting this entire time until it just I like would remember <laughs> and then we'd go on to something okay. else. Um. What are your thoughts on uh, bulletproof coffee? Oh, that's a good like one. the brand, or you're talking about like the, with the butter, or well, I guess not butter, MCT oils. <laughs> it's a medium chain gorilla cigarettes. It's not just butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the mental mental acuity. Butter coffee. It's for the brain because uh, your 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 brain can uh, harness fats for fuel yeah that's right <laughs> it passes the blood brain barrier because they're smaller that's medium right. not large caffeine um yeah and it, so well the other part to it is like this uh i know with like bulletproof their whole thing is that their coffee doesn't have like fungus growing on it mm-hmm. um <laughs> I can kind of almost tell by your face what i think you're gonna say yeah. <laughs> um but like have you ever have you ever tried their coffee at all yeah, I have. So I have tried Bulletproof, like the actual brand. And then I've tried when people make like a Bulletproof coffee when they put like MCT oils in it. Um, uh, so my opinion is uh, the coffee itself, whatever, you know, like, okay, it doesn't have fungus growing on Then go buy organic somewhere else. And it's going to be the same thing where they're monitoring how the crop is growing. They're monitoring how clean it is. And most coffee 
if it's not like most specialty coffee, at least is going to be made by a farmer and by a, you know, Q grader who is monitoring these farms to make sure they are clean. Um, the second part, uh, do I like bulletproof coffee? Do I like my coffee with MCT oils in it? While I understand the physiological like principles of it, I don't think it's worth it to purchase. Um, like I said, you can put butter in it on your own. Does it, you know, does my body use these MCT oils more than it uses the other, you know, good fats that I put in my regular diet? You know, you could argue that it's not anything better. I mean, it's MCT oil at the end of the day is a supplement and a supplement is a supplement for a reason. It doesn't need to be, it, you already have these things in your normal diet. You don't need to go the extra mile to supplement them. Goddamn, goddamn <laughs> preach girl. Should we just have her on as a regular? All I'm saying. Have our third spot. <laughs> hey, let me know. Let me know. I'll be there. Fridays. Another, another, another rep C, <laughs> I guess. Another crep. <laughs> uh, no, we'll change the name to uh, Rec House. Ooh, REC House. Oh, Ooh, I like that. Ooh, yeah, I know. I like it. We, if we really wanted to, we could do REC-K. Ooh. Ooh. I'm into it. Rec House. Sign me up. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Another Rec <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, they actually could. Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> we'll chat. Um, we'll make that uh, that a specific like like our venting series. It'll be like yeah. the rec series. The rec oh, series. The rec oh, series. Bro. All right. High five. High five. High five. <laughs> um, the have you ever been to the like the bulletproof cafe in uh, Santa Monica or Venice, wherever the hell it is? No, I've I've always wanted to, but then by the time I was like, oh, I should probably check it out just because I like, I'm into the coffee world. And I'm like, I really don't even like their coffee. Why would I drive all the way out there? True. Get that sucks. I used to do it every weekend. Yeah. It's like, okay, I can just go to the Whole Foods and pick up a bottle. Same thing. Oh, not the same. God, Ooh, I mean, bottle. wait, oh, hold on. Oh, sorry. Um, if you should, you should go there. If you're like in the, if you're ever like out on the West side, definitely mm -hmm. go. Um, because if you want to step into arguably one of the most pretentious places I've ever been in. That's the place to be. It's was wild. A buddy of mine was in town and uh, he was like, let's like go to the beach. I was like, all right. Um, and we were like scooting around and we like drove past it. I was like, Hey, I've never been here. Let's try it. And I walked in and it's like exactly what you think uh, a Dave Asprey based place would be <laughs> pretentious. See, and that's why I, I hate, it sounds weird saying like I hate pretentious coffee shops because I probably sound pretentious to people listening to this. But again, like you need to make good quality things accessible to people because if you don't make it accessible, no one's gonna wanna buy it. And then you just sound like a freaking elitist and nobody likes you. So anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I digress. I digress. Oh, but speaking of back to the bottle cup, or exclusivity or not mm -hmm. there anymore. Uh, blue bottle coffee is fucking delicious. It is. It's fucking delicious. It's expensive, but it's fucking delicious. I've only. Uh, is it a good? I feel like those, oh. those little cans for like like eight. Yeah, dollars. the cans are expensive. Like fuck. you're paying for the can. You are paying for the can. Yeah. Is it like cool can? It's a silver. No, bullet it's a, it's it's a regular can with like blue bottle logos on it. But it's like if you can go like I think I got it in San Diego, um, 
I think twice. Actually, no. Well, I got in San Diego. And I think there's a shop in Costa Mesa. Um, their coffee is delicious, man. Like it was worth the seven dollar for mm-hmm. the cup, like actual cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah cool. I mean they have them in like Venice and stuff too. But I mean, again, if you want, if you want just the can, hit yeah, up your local you, Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah you go to Whole Foods. <laughs> you can hit Target probably even. I only shop at Erewhon where I. Can oh God. <laughs> Where you have to valet your car. Um, can't you tell? I have a man bun. And Gelson's. I have a man bun and a nose ring. <laughs> I well, shop I mean, Erwan. In your defense, I like Erwan. Their turmeric dressing is quality. It's pretty bomb. Their food yeah, their place is pretty awesome. But it's super yeah. expensive. Super expensive. Um, they give you free collagen water on your way out, though. What? It, it's true. Yeah, they're like, collagen water? They're the like, well, I'm not going to tip you, so sorry about it. I don't want it. <laughs> well, you got to tip them? Shit. Yeah, you have to. Valet. I mean, you don't, have, you don't have to, but, you know, they're valeting your car for you. I'd be like, hey, I didn't tell you to value my car. I could do it myself. No. No. I do feel bad when I have to do value my car for work and I don't have cash on me. I'm like, fuck. Well, that's the worst wow. part. I never carry, I almost I've never carry cash on yeah. me. Yeah. Who does? Yeah. People who anyway. hate centralized banks. Yeah. We're also in a coin shortage, so technically you think they don't want you to use cash, right? Is there really a coin shortage though? I think we're just being told there's a coin shortage. That's what big banks want you to believe. So that we can start credit cards. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, that's what the drive thru say. There was like, please use card. They just don't want their money. Honestly, I think part a lot of that was like people not wanting to handle money. Yeah. Which yeah. makes sense. I yeah, don't. I don't. Of blame course, of course. Yeah, I'm, I, agree. I don't want to take your nasty ass COVID change. <laughs> um, let's see anything else we wanted to uh, chat on? Um, I, I did know. the open today. Yeah, like that much. Oh, right. Yeah. Did you do it? You haven't done it, right? I did do it. I did it at noon. It was oh shit! Me horrendous. Too. Horrendous. Well, okay. So I, I made it through. 31 of the fifth of the last 50 dumbbell snatches but which i mean i was like "Eh," like i don't really like that like i hate not finishing like another time cap but in my defense since i hadn't done a crossfit open since 2016 i felt like it was pretty good score the second thing is i don't have a 35 pound dumbbell i have adjustable like the nordic track ones so i went up for one of them and the plate shifted and like narrowly missed my head and i'm like son of a and i'm like god damn it and so i'm like trying to put the thing back and it's like not clicking my time is running and i'm like i'm not gonna finish this damn workout but eventually like got it to like stick back in and i just had to be super careful like the rest which i think slowed down my time because i'm like i'm being super careful and like not switching in the air now because mm-hmm. i'm scared this thing is going to shift and hit me in the face mm, so. yeah hey so I, like- yeah i want to do it again but also i'm like I do not want to do that again. I'm going to do it again on Monday. Feel free to come by. We could do it. We'll work out together. I'm doing it Monday too with him. Did you, wait, did you do it already the first time? Yeah, I did it in 2017. No, I mean like today. Twice. And in 2015, apparently, I've been told it was 15.5 as well. I don't believe was it. Was it? Uh, that's what I, I was told. It was. I think not. that's a lie. Uh, the dumbbell snatch was first introduced in that. 17. In 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was. Oh. Yeah. I will say I'm right, ET. We were discussing what the workout would have, and I was like, box jumps. Watch I was right me. too. I said it's going to be the first introduction of dumbbells, and it'll probably be snatches. True, but I also said it's probably going to be a repeat workout. So. Yeah, you did call a repeat. <laughs> yeah. 
See? I didn't bother because it's usually a waste of time to try and figure that shit out. Although when you did program it for me, that was a stroke of luck. You were 99% accurate for what was coming that week. There was uh when I was doing the uh, programming for Eric, um, mm. I don't know how or why, but I almost to a T nailed it, nailed one of the open workouts. Oh yeah. It was the snatches one. The, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he literally had me do a workout Monday just to find out the open was the exact it was almost it was like almost the same moves but the like the build out of the workout was different but it was like he would like after it got announced you almost immediately text me he's like we did this on monday yeah i was like <laughs> i already did this I'm like can i take that score like, like fuck um yeah i shit the bed hard today <laughs> um i'm gonna i'm gonna chalk it up to not my fitness but actually um we watched Justice League last night. Oh, the three uh, hour, four hour, four hour movie. Version. Yeah. So I didn't get, I, and I didn't get home till like midnight. Yeah. And then I had to like wind down because um, I was just buzzing from that movie. That was a really good. So movie. I didn't get home till like late, didn't sleep a lot. Um, and then like, what time do you have to get up? Um, I got, I got, I was able to sleep in a little bit. So I that's got up at good. like seven today. Yeah, that's good. Um, which wasn't too bad, but like, I usually get like eight and a half hours of sleep yeah. and I got like six, six. <laughs> I got four and a half. So hard pass. <laughs> um, and amongst other things that had been actually a pretty busy day today, which is kind of nice. But anyway, um, so I like, I made it through, I like, I was cruising, right. Feeling real good Ooh. going into, um, when I got into the round of 50 and then all of a sudden it was like, a hard crash like my heartbeat was like funky like to a point where i was like i had to like stop and like is this okay um and i was getting like super lightheaded and like um which is weird because i wasn't even breathing hard like i wasn't like that exhausted like i was maintaining composure maintaining my breathing um but then yeah it's like i think i broke i broke that 50 up probably like four times because i was just like i'm gonna die and then i yeah. like i finished it I'm like, I'm not going to get the time that I wanted, but I'm like, I'll keep going. And I walked over and like leaned over to do my first burpee. And it was like one of those, like I had to push so hard into my toes because I was going to fall face first into the box. <laughs> and I like kneeled down and everyone's like, come on, Ryan, you could do it. I was like, mm -mm, I can't. <laughs> and I like just yeah. sat down. <laughs> and uh, so I looked at, I was looking at my video um, after the fact. And I think I had like almost four and a half minutes worth of like total rest between the start of the 50 reps to before I started the last 15 burpees. Oh, damn. <laughs> he texted me when he was done. He's like, I, I almost died. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. in a, I'm in like this group, like little competition, um, that we're calling like the open, humili open humiliation. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, super stoked about it, but I'm now a little concerned <laughs> because we have, we have to base it off of our first attempt. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. and, that, and that was the first thing that came to my head was like, I do not want to deal with whatever the hell is going to come down, come down to me because they're going to get me for sure. If it's oh, me. Yeah. And so I'm like a real, nerve, real nervous. I don't think that, I don't think it'll be you. I don't know. I think it'll be the dude who finished last, last week. <laughs> come on, man. I think he's going to go over three. He might. I think he's going to go over three. I think if, if he does on, the third one, we might just take a gimme. And not no. Make, yeah, we can't. No. We're not gonna, we can't make him. Oh, my God. Yes, you can. When you sign up for it, it's like signing up for the open. You got to do all three workouts. I mean, yeah, it's like you gotta, signing up for your group. 
you got to suffer the consequences for all three well, all three times that's not fun for anybody else it's fun for everybody I watching see, i want to see patrick do something stupid but patrick's got to lose to do it if he doesn't I, lose and i want him to lose because of that <laughs> like you know in the long in the long run i want him to be you know win and be successful but yes. like you want him to lose one i want him to lose so you can make him do something. i want i want him to lose and i want to win because i want to embarrass the shit out of him oh my god <laughs> Like, and and you saying this, knowing that he hears this, is only going to make him push harder to not lose. That's fine. That's true. I mean, that's fine. Good motivation. Like, obviously, I, I want him to do well. Like, I want everybody to like win uh -huh. in reality. Mm -hmm. But like, at the same time, you wouldn't mind it would if be, he tripped. It would be the most screwed up his workout when you won. Out of the group of people that are in that, like, of everybody, who would you like to see something do stupid and embarrassing more, Jacob? Jacob's existence is almost always embarrassing. He's so That's fucking messed goofy. up, man. He's a nice guy. <laughs> not in a bad. No, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like I love Jacob. He's awesome, but he's just goofy as shit. So like he kind of already does like weird stuff, and you're just like, "That's Jacob." Yeah. So it's not like as uncommon, but like Patrick's got like an air of confidence to him, mm -hmm. and so it's more fun to watch somebody who like <clears throat> sits on a high horse. Yeah. Not in, again. I'm not saying this in a bad or malicious way, but like his public persona is not that. Yeah. And so it's so far from what he normally would be or be seen as makes it like that much more fun to watch. You just want Patrick to suffer. I mean, a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of uh, fun. Under your thumb, you want him to Definitely suffer. under my thumb. If I could have, if I could have it my way, 100%, because I know what I want him to do. What would, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. It's decided by the winner, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the winner decides the punishment. What was last week's? It was uh, a poem, right? No, no, no. It was supposed to be. Um, well, it's, we threw out options, but we left it open to like anybody can pick whatever humiliating thing they want. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were trying to get, I forget what we were trying to get him to do. I can't remember. Um, but he ended up doing like, had to make like a, a really high crop top. Oh. So it was kind of, it was, and Jacob won. So Jacob's a nice, really nice guy. <laughs> so he was like, I don't know, work out in a crop top or something. And we're like, that's the best you've got. <laughs> And we're, and I and I messaged in that group. I was like, Jacob, you better hope you don't lose because you are not gonna get that niceness. From yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Jacob will do well in this one. Again, <laughs> we'll see. I feel like, yeah. Based off of I what he like said, maybe not. <laughs> oh shit! Did he not do who well? Has, who has the best engine on the team? I feel like this one. Like, yeah, it's like strength, but. Mm. Well, it's, it's the burpees that get you like the dumbbell snatches are not the hard part i feel yeah. like i think i think it a little bit depends um yeah i told because they asked uh the coach mm -hmm. <laughs> asked the class because apparently i was the only one who did it before mm. um mm. and they're like ryan you got any tips and i was like don't sprint those burpees because that's actually where the workout is yeah um unless you've never done a dumbbell snatch before then then luck. that's where the workout is but yeah if yeah. you it's, it's definitely the burpee i agree yeah um watching three athletes do it this morning i mean even skill oh real quick one of my friends or one of my well yeah she's my i'll say i'll say she's my friend. she's probably gonna yes how did you know i knew i was gonna say that I was in my class <laughs> yeah shout out to miori yeah i saw her post about um crossfit this morning and i was like hey it's like my buddy coached that class and she's like yeah he's a nice guy anyway. he's an all right guy he's all right <laughs> and he ain't bad to look at <laughs> What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so but yeah, bur 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 I was like burpees are where it's at. I'm like, yeah. I'm like taking. Mm -hmm. Like you can only go so like realistically, you can only go so fast on the snatches to so, like maintain yeah. pace. Yeah, I'm like, and then go slower than you think you need to on these burpees because they'll catch mm -hmm. up. To you. I told my athletes this morning. Look, after you get out of ten, 
don't go above 10. Like hit that 10, give yourself a rest, then hit another 10. And they did just that and they all finished. Like they all finished with at least three minutes left in the cap. Damn. Yeah. That's awesome. That's pretty good. I feel like the trick with these two is to do like lateral, like jump overs. So if you're not good at that, Lateral. You're going to trip and eat shit if you're not good. Yeah. Lateral jump over jump overs on the box. You can't. Yeah. Oh, you can't? Yeah, it has to be facing. Oh. Oh, well, I did my facing anyway, so. Um, yeah, you're supposed to. I didn't even read that. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to draw or like tape down a line um, down the they, middle of the box. I hate these damn lines that they make us draw. Like, so, these lines. Ugh. It makes It's a standard. It makes sense. It makes sense, but I'm like, whatever. Next year, it's anyway. going to be the line has to go the other way. Okay. <laughs> Um, but it's, yeah, you're supposed to draw a line, uh, like have a line down the middle of the box. Mm. And so when you do your burp beats, your hand, right, right side, left side type of thing. It's to mm. keep people straight. Got it. On the, uh, on the burpee. Sense. So that way people aren't doing lateral stuff. Got it. We've yeah. all seen those bar facing burpees that are questionably bar facing. Oh, the, 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 <laughs> the bar plate facing burpees. Yeah. You're kind of adjacent. So facing adjacent. Yeah. It works. I hate, I hate <laughs> bar facing burpees. Um, so anyway, I get to do it again on Monday. So if you want to come by and do it, uh, apparently Eric's doing it with I'm me. I'm coming. I'll uh, be there. Shimon, bye. What time are we doing it? Whenever. All right. Sometime in the afternoon, ideally. Sounds good. I'm in. I ain't going to do that again. I guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. I was debating if I should do it RX. Wait, you said what? You're going to do it scaled or RX? Scaled or RX. I mean, if you can do it RX, why would you do it scaled? Because scaled is easier. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Do you, I mean, eh, the, what's your goal? To do you want to beat your old time? Your or? goal is to finish? Yeah. My goal is to finish. Then, then you go, um, <laughs> then you, I like it. yeah, exactly. you, you, I was like, you, you do, do uh, 65 and over, over women. Uh, oh, yeah. Fuck like yeah, the, the super scaled version. I'm in. <laughs> it's just dumbbell snatches and burpees. <laughs> is that what it is? Oh, wait, oh, no. Oh. Uh, Might be step ups. It's uh or step overs. No, because it's equipment list. It's um. Oh, the the equipment was. I don't know what the equipment list one is. Oh shit! I just looked at it this morning. I mean, I'm sure it's a burpee. That makes sense. Yeah. And then whatever. The I forgot what the variation. Because well, what are you gonna do if you don't have a snatch or if oh, you don't it's have a, a barbell? It's no, it's a PV. It's like a broomstick or a PVC. Pipe. Yeah, that's right. Oh. You, you do squat snatches. Mm-hmm. Okay. With that makes sense. Stick of some sort. Oh, wait, that's equipment list. I think so. Hmm. I guess it's not like a dumbbell or like a, a regular piece of gym equipment. I guess that's fair. Yeah, yeah I think because I think I watched it. I mean, I could 100% be wrong. I have no idea. I'm legitimately speaking out of my out of my b-hole right now. <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you right now. Um, but uh, did you sign up for the open? Nah. No. No. You to pay for it, right? Yeah. Or is it free this year? Yeah. No. Nah, ain't nothing free. <laughs> You don't pay for that thing. Why well, you don't pay for that? You got support. Well, I, I, well, no one's gonna, no one's gonna score me anyway. I was like, I'm gonna do. Ask someone to zoom in and score me. Sure. I guess. There you go. Well, you too have late to, now. I'll do <laughs> it. Too late now. Hang squat snatches with equipment free. Yeah, with like a just like a dowel of with some sort. Fifteen burpee broad jumps. Ooh, oh, that this one's worse. That's way worse. That's so much harder. Yeah. Yeah. Also, how are they going to tell how broad your broad jump is? I'd be like, mm, this is how far, I, this is as broad as it goes. <laughs> I wonder what the, the standard. Yeah. What's the standard on that tape? Well, I mean, maybe, but yeah. Well, the other thing too, I mean, 
I mean, they would have to. They would have to standardize standardize it in some capacity if they're going to be. You doing can cheat. It. You yeah, can get this as far as I jump. Yeah, because like, you remember when? You remember when? Uh, what what gym was it? Was it like? I think it was an OPEX gym, many moons ago, that they used like a shit ton of the little tiny metal plates. Oh, so that way they didn't have to jump geez. as high to go over yes. the over the bar. And CrossFit was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, they were like, "Nope, that's <laughs> like, not allowed." No. And they just straight up DQ'd them. Yeah, isn't that the same year that they used the Schwinn too for the bike for the calories? Uh, I don't know because I, I remember, remember the following year they were like, "You, you have must to. use this specific." Yeah, yeah, you, mm. you have to use the concept too. Mm-hmm. Oh man, CrossFit used to be awesome. You had people <laughs> like uh, what's his name? It Trevor, used to be fun. Traver, Traver Buckmeyer, um, or whatever the dude who got caught looping his uh, oh, looping the- his workout video. I remember me. this. Yep. Um. Something, something like that. Hey, man, that took ingenuity. He did it poorly. Well, it, I didn't say he was good at ingenuity. I just said it took ingenuity. What an insane <laughs> concept. And he like, I remember listening to him on a podcast talk about it. And like, he was trying to make it out like he was a victim in this. And the dude that was interviewing was like, <laughs> no, like you just cheated. <laughs> and you're yeah. trying to make a weird excuse for cheating because you didn't have enough time to do your thing. Like do oh, the workout. Man. Like. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, that was the double unders and uh, was it snatches? Power snatches? Double unders, power snatches? Oh, that was 13.1, wasn't it? And 19.1. Oh, this, did they repeat it then? This was a couple years ago. So it wasn't 13 or 19. 18? It might have. It was like um, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere between 13 and 19. So that's six <laughs> years. That's when this guy did it. I thought it was a double under one. Well, because double unders and power snatches, that was 13.1. I'm pretty sure. I have the PDF. The, that, was the, that was the one with the ascending weight power snatches, right? Uh, was it ascending? It could have been ascending. I don't remember. Uh, I just know that 13.1, that's when like my double unders were like trash. It was like where you would do like double single, double single. Yeah. So I had to do like double the work. Oh, no. But anyway. Yeah, I remember. I think that's what that workout was because I remember trying to do double unders and I wasn't great. Like I wasn't great at them at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, And my snatch was weak and that I like smashed my forehead trying to figure out how to hit 155 pounds or something like that Uh, because I didn't I couldn't like really squat all that well. Or mm-hmm. something, yeah, something along those lines. But yeah, I remember going up for that like first like heavy snatch, and uh, just like boom, like head butted <sighs> the bar. Everyone's like, oh, like you just heard the room was just like. We look. I was looking for like I, the worst uh, feeling when I was writing programming. I had the open like all of the open workouts listed so I could see which one it was. See what it was, yeah. CK. Yes. One. Thank you for being on this. Yeah. For being on thanks for inviting me show. yeah um hopefully we can have we can have a a rec house series going on where you can, yeah. join, oh. you can join us for some uh fitness talks oh yeah heck yeah um but when it comes to when it comes to homegrown um where can people find you how can people order tell us um yeah best bet instagram homegrown coffee co um all one word or homegrowncoffeeco.com um, but yeah, shoot me a DM or, you know, comment on a post. 
uh, that's the best way to find me Slide on them, home run. Yeah. There you go. She's single. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is a business pitch, oh, bro. Oh, right. Sorry. My this bad. Is a business not her pitch. personal. Not her personal. Uh, um, yeah. Awesome. Slide in those too. And then, is there um, anything that? You know, people should be kind of expecting coming up from Homegrown. Anything else you want to like pitch about the business? Yes. Um, so if you do want to get Homegrown for free in person, um, I am going to be a prize sponsor or prize vendor, I guess, prize sponsor. Yeah. For uh, the upcoming Bows and Barbells uh, fitness competition in May. So if you're top three in any of their divisions, you may or may not get a beanie, a coaster or a bag of coffee. Hey, some Ooh. homegrown swag. Yeah. There we go. I know. I saw those beanies were out of stock when I looked on the website earlier. Yeah, those were oh, those exclusive. Were <laughs> exclusive, yeah. So there you go. If you do need a beanie, there's few left and uh, they'll be given as prizes to a lucky winner. All right. So it's reaching out on Instagram, Homegrown Coffee mm-hmm. Co. Um, you can find her at, or find them, I guess, the company, at... Uh, <laughs> at you know hopefully as things start to open up you'll be able to see you at some more like spots yeah. around kind of the greater los angeles area um mm-hmm. checking out the what was it bells bells and bows and barbells bar bows and barbells uh competition mm-hmm. and uh where's that being held this year if it's being held this year um i think it's going to be at shield okay. um i mean it's going to be yeah, somewhere out that way there are i saw on their post today that they have a few spots that opened up so if you're looking to get into the competition mode sign up it sounds like it's a female competition is that correct it's all ladies it is yeah dang it yeah you can't i mean you can ask (laughs) guys uh guest guest spot (laughs) two dudes (laughs) (laughs) yeah sounds great you're two dads well yeah yeah well crawford california's accommodating they might be they might be you know yeah we'll figure it out (laughs) hopefully see us there A weird I mean, you can volunteer as a judge. There you go. It's true. Yeah, but I can't win coffee. Yeah. It's also true. Also true. I mean, I'll probably send you some because, you know, you're a homie over here. I'm, neglected. Yeah, she'll send it to you. Homie like, is a loose word at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we'll all right, awesome. And then, uh, Eric, where can, uh, where can people find us? You guys can find us on our Instagram at another period rep period podcast. And you can email us at another rep podcast at gmail.com. No slip ups. He did it. Finally. I broke the curse. You broke the curse. <laughs> and you can listen to this wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right. And uh, if you're listening on I, or iTunes, please uh, rate, review, subscribe as always, because mm-hmm. that's well well intentioned. Sure. We'll yeah. go with that. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate that. Yeah. That's the word I want. Appreciate it. Same thing on Podbean, too. <laughs> I'm yelling at you. Yell- subscribe to us. I'm yelling at you about words. <laughs> um, and then uh, check out soon our YouTube channel. Yeah. Because uh, we're going to start putting up uh, recordings of this, and this will be actually be the first recorded episode that will go up on our YouTube channel. Live and raw. Li- li- well, not live. Raw. Oh. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-recorded live and raw. Yeah. There you go. Usually recorded live. <laughs> um, and yeah. So, and if you like this, uh, share with your friends and uh, please go get some homegrown coffee. Hit her up. Get some coffee. It's yeah. great stuff. Yeah. Um, I would know. Eric would know. I will soon know. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> there you go. And uh, I'll give I'll give my review at a later date when I actually try it. Awesome. Though I, I assume it's going to be fantastic. It'll be delicious. Awesome. All right, bye. 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 Don't leave though.